Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you like this podcast, then consider checking out the other great podcasts at metalsharpstudio.blogspot.com. My wife is a good woman. Sure is. I'll vouch for that. But every man needs a little man ass every now and then, right? You know? Please, let me be right. Ah, just kidding. Yeah, sure. Who's rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shall flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in Welcome one hand to and a magic the first episode of the second season of a Skyrim Addict Podcast Roundtable. Hey. This is the skirmish for Solstime. We are the show who encom- sorry. We are the show who compares and contrasts Skyrim experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing the same quests with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, it's great. How have uh, how have you guys been since the last show? Yeah, just great. Yeah, Good. No- no more difference. It was the same length of time that a usual break is. Yeah, yeah. We uh, just did our normal three-week break. So, yeah. Would have you preferred to give another couple weeks in there? I thought about giving us a, a more of a break, but no, no. I've been itching to get back into it. Oh, good. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I waited until this week to actually do anything. So, I was playing with other characters and playing other games and stuff. So, what have you gotten into? Oh, let's see. I played uh, some Sniper Elite 3, which was a lot of fun. Um, What's that about? I've never played that. Is that a, a shooter, it sounds like? Yeah, it's a stealth shooter. Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good game. It's a, it's a series. It's a, the second one was really good. Uh, this one's not better at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've been playing The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which just came out a couple days ago. Ooh, it sounds um, like a murder mystery or something. What? It is kind of it's it's a it's a very sort of ethereal mystery uh, interactive adventure. No fighting or dying or anything like that. It's all about clues and solving puzzles and things. Oh, nice! Uh, Did you ever play uh, what were they called? Mist and Rift back in the day. Yeah, it's it's a little bit mist like in its sort of ethereal quality, uh, but with modern graphics. It's really stunning. It's actually quite gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. And did you post that you had played some Destiny? Yeah, I was playing Destiny. I, Can you uh, give us a little breakdown of how, how you're enjoying that? <laughs> it, it seems to have gotten a reputation of being somewhat controversial. I don't know. Uh, it's the, the best game that everybody loves to hate on. I, I, I don't really understand some of the uh, the criticism it gets. Uh, the story is slightly empty, but then uh, it's an MMO, uh, despite the fact that the publishers don't like it being called that. Uh and frankly, it's most MMOs have empty stories, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's just, um, it, 
so uh, the, the the biggest criticism I guess I can give it is that that the action is indeed a little repetitive. Uh, for, but I think it's 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 a great start to what I think is going to be a long term project for for them. So uh, we'll just wait and see what what kind of stuff comes up. It's a lot of fun. I love FPS. You know, I just love to shoot things and run around. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a heck of a lot better uh, or more fun to play than than the Elder Scrolls Online was. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you seem to not be uh, too horribly impressed by the Elder Scrolls Online. No, no, I wasn't at all. Uh, but so, what were the major drawback differences between, say, Skyrim and ESO? Uh, the other players. Colin, you did this too. You can also. <laughs> yeah, you can Colin, also go ahead. You you, uh, you played it more than I did, I think, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, with Skyrim, I mean, it's a lot more like um, Oblivion than it is Skyrim. Uh, the architecture, mm-hmm. uh, the game style, uh, the way things work, uh, magic, well, not magic, it's, they've changed it nearly completely in there. But I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't played in quite a while, but I still want to go back to it, but I'm just finding time to be able to tear away from Skyrim. Skyrim is better. There's no doubt about it, that. Yeah, it is. You know, it's funny. Um, I keep it, What's amazing about Skyrim is that even just in the last, oh, three months or so, the modding community has it exploded for okay. some reason. I mean, it's just amazing. There's all kinds of amazing new mods. I mean, this is three years after the game was published, so it just keeps being fun to play because you can, with the mods anyway, you can just keep making it different and interesting and change. Just today, a, a new little mod came out uh, which is one of those little tiny things that you couldn't do before, and now it's great. It's very cool. It's just, it's just, uh, it's amazing. What was the new mod that popped out today? Oh, I forget even what it's called. Simple Actions, I think, is what it's called, and it just allows you to, uh, if you want to go sleep on a park bench, you can just oh, go nice. sleep on a bench. You know, That's uh, cool. you don't need a. Does it get yeah, the, uh, the well-rested bonus and everything? Yeah, yeah. The whole point was that, awesome. that you know before with needs mods and things you needed a, a bedroll or a tent and stuff like that and you had to go through all kinds of rigmarole. With this, you just it comes as a spell. You just hit your action, you know, spell key or whatever that is. Uh, the same key is for shouts, um, and it gives you a little quick menu and you just select sit, sleep, or meditate, and you do one or the other. And if you sleep, it, yeah, wow. it gives you the. Uh, what does meditation do for you? Keep like bring uh, peace. Meditate. No, meditate will uh, regenerate magicka faster. Oh, Sit nice. will regenerate health faster, and then sleep. Of course, you get the rested bonus and all that stuff. So it's just really a nifty cool. little. That mod, seems like yeah. a, a, a nice addition mod there. Yeah, yeah, it's really and, cool. And so. Colin, you did the uh, added the immersive creatures. I think it was to your playthrough when you're doing Dead is Dead, and you said that spider popping out of egg sacs and. And yeah. all sorts of <laughs> monsters that usually weren't there were just coming up out of nowhere. Yeah, was it? I uh, posted on uh, Ben's thing, you know, where he's doing the Skyrim selfies. Uh, yeah. His one looks great because uh, I had the um, Helgen Reborn dungeon in the background. And I'm really looking forward to it because that looks huge. It is. Um, so I, I've got that one. And I said I was going to post a, a start, my new character, on Monday. Well, I, I couldn't wait. I finished Solstheim <laughs> this morning. And I was like, well, I, I, I might as well just start it. And I started it today. So I just finished up cool. about 20 minutes ago. And nice. was uh, I ran across, uh, you know when you run across the bridge from White Run and you're underneath White Watch Run, White River Run? 
where uh, mm -hmm. the bandits are. Uh, ran into a, uh, a flying, a, a winged twilight uh, attacking a, um, what is it, um, a Daedra worshipper Samana or something like that. <laughs> what was the first creature you a mentioned there? Winged twilight. I think they're in ESO. And it's basically like a flying creature. It's like a flying Dremora. And oh, it has cool. magic spells and stuff like that. It looks like a harpy, but no feathers. And yeah. oh. I got a, a Daedra heart out of it, so it was quite nice. Cool. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't done immersive creatures, mostly because I'm afraid of a little too much spawning. I have so much other stuff going on. But uh, I, I do run Skytest, which is another sort of animal AI mod um, that does some stuff. It doesn't add a lot of creature spawns, though. Immersive creatures looks really cool, though. Yeah, it, it replaces the spawns. It doesn't add extra ones from what I... Oh, it doesn't? Oh, okay. I, I, thought it, I thought it added a whole bunch more. Uh, so. no, it, but that's cool. It, the, I think the things where they spawn, like you know that wolf at the corner from between River One, uh, Riverwood, and White Run. You know, with the hairpin band there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so two wolves come out of there instead of one, and one of them was a white sort of like savage wolf or something like that. But uh -huh. it wasn't like there was thirty of them. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sky test. Are, are there red wolves in in the um, the area between? I mean, is that a, is that is are the red wolves a, a standard Skyrim thing, or is that added by a, a mod I have? Yeah, that's added by a mod. It is okay. Yeah. You got uh, the, all you have is the the wolf or an ice wolf. Ice wolf, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Sky test makes wolves run in packs and and things like that, and they'll they'll gang up on bears and stuff. It's it's uh, it's cool to watch, and it adds a lot of sounds and things for. Like the the caribou and the elk do their trumpeting thing, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> it's cool. So, what are some of the uh, your favorite creatures that were not in Skyrim that were in like ESO and Oblivion and some of the other games? A Daedros. What's that? Hmm. It's a giant. Uh, it's like a dinosaur type thing. It's about the size of a man, bigger, uh, like a Velociraptor but with a crocodile's head. Oh, that sounds awesome. What, what was that in? Was that in Oblivion? Uh, or It's in Oblivion. You can summon it as, like, you can summon a, a Frost Atronach. Oh, that's and great. And it's also in um, ESO, but I don't know whether you can use the spell to summon a Daedroth. I know you can do a Winged Twilight in ESO. But I don't know that's you can that's do cool. And as a summoned creature as well? Yeah. That's cool. So, Nice. Yeah, I got. I actually got a new one last night. I when I came back from Souls Time, um, I think this was from the Deadly Dragons mod. I, ha I got a wyvern, uh, which was basically acting like a like a dragon, but but it was a wyvern, which is really wyvern. cool. Yeah, what's I, it look like? I, you know, I I can't really tell you because uh, it was flying over. All I could see was the silhouette, uh, um, and I don't remember exactly what a wyvern is. Whether you know what what kind of weird. Um, composite creature it is. Do, do you know, Colin? I, I can. No. Somebody could look it up. It's it's a uh, it's one of those things like a manticore or you know. Um, but it had a really cool looking silhouette. But it killed everything. You know what a manticore is? <laughs> a manticore is like a lion, a lion with a a lion's head, a scorpion's tail. I think, isn't it? 
and something wings from something else. Oh, I that sounds remember. awesome. That sounds yeah. like a, a variation on the Griffin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, kind of like it. maybe the name I'm thinking of a Griffin Manticore or something else. Then I, I think uh, no, no, uh, a Griffin is definitely eagle's head, lion's body. If it's lion's head, is that what with, it is? Like, okay. with a serpent tail, that's something different. That sounds cool. The scorpion tail, that's cool. I think I remember a picture of a manticore on some Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album cover from years ago. <laughs> uh, so it must just be a, a classic monster from fantasy. It is. Or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's really neat. So. Anyway, let's mod talk. No, I, I enjoy the mod talk. I was going to ask just... Colin, have you, have you tried uh, um, transferring your character from the 360? Uh, no, there's uh, with Gonvar. There's not much point anymore because he's like uh, uh, all he has left is uh, Dawnguard and the uh, Civil War. That's it. Uh, Everything yeah. else is done. All the quests are all finished. So I could transfer him. Over. Well, I say I could. I probably couldn't. I'd probably muck it up. <laughs> well, if you have a backup, it won't. You can't kill anything. But it, it, it'd be fun to bring him in and and put him into say something like Familiar Faces or, or something where you can save him as an NPC um, and play him that way. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm incredibly lazy as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, I feel did I hear yeah. you guys talk about that there was a way to take someone else's data from their character and drop them into your game? Like, they couldn't control them like it was an MMO. Like, you couldn't play together, but you could have, like, one of Colin's characters dropped into your game. Or I think I remember Victor saying that you can have different players from different playthroughs and you drop them in. To games, yeah. As, as, yeah. you can that's do that. I, okay. That's the motto I was just mentioning. Familiar yeah. faces, yeah. Familiar um, faces does that. That's that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it's really awesome. I've, I've used it a lot, especially well, with my family of Nords that I've been playing with. So yeah, yeah. And plus, you can add multiple followers. You can have more than just one follower. So that's great that you can have this whole you know marauding team behind you. Yeah, yeah. With all your mods. Well, a mod that I would want that I always feel. It's kind of missing in the Skyrim world. Um, you know, granted, I'm playing on PlayStation 3, so, you know, I can't mod, but this probably exists in some fashion. But when I'm swimming underwater, going all over the place, I kind of like to look around, but I've stopped investing so much time in looking around because not a ton happens underwater <laughs> when you're out in the middle of lakes or, or you're out around the edge of Skyrim swimming or on the north coast or whatever. I always want there, when I'm swimming around, to be like a, a giant monster plesiosaur come out of nowhere <laughs> or like a, a shark, you know, or, a, you know, a giant squid or something come up, pop up and attack me out of nowhere. But it seems like there's, you know, there's the the occasional, you know, whatever those nasty slaughter, fish are. Slaughterfish, yeah. Yeah, the slaughterfish and, you know, other kind fish. But there's no, not, not, not a ton of, like, monsters that come at you from underwater. That's always something I thought that, that could have been expanded upon. That would be really cool. I don't think there is one. I, at least I, I haven't seen one. Uh, yeah, like underwater monsters uh, yeah. mod would be cool. Well, at least buff up the slaughterfish. They're ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're like, annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't do anything. Yeah. Hang on a second. Uh, sorry. I'm going to go close my window. <laughs> okay. Sounds like they're having a good time out at the pool, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Colin, 
What's yeah. been what's been going on, man? Uh, yeah, the new character I started. I was thinking about starting an Argonian uh, or something like that, but I can't believe it. But I made uh, a serious wood elf archer. It was real. Oh, really? That's totally opposite of what you usually go for. Yeah, well, I thought I'd better go for it because I started that Breton for the Dead is Dead, like the uh-huh. third one, <laughs> and um, I couldn't get involved in that. So, what are the uh, the the benefits of Breton? Their usual magic, if I'm not mistaken, right? Aren't they big in the magic realm? Yeah, it, when you start off with a Breton, he's already got the. Um, uh, was in the conjure familiar spell straight away, so oh nice, that's, that's helpful. Cool. But uh, with the with the mods always running, anything that hit it just one shot it. So. Oh yeah, uh, I've never played a Breton. Oh, by the way, apologies to everybody for all the noise in the background there. I hope that didn't come through too badly. Uh, we can hear him a little bit, but it's not a big deal. I mean, if Blake wants to get children, he wants to get mad at children for having fun, then you know his cold heart can just <laughs> just rot yeah. in his Grinch body, I guess. But no, thanks for uh, closing the window. That's nice. Uh, no, I shot them all. You shot them? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was a rock. It's a little sniper rifle. Yeah, Good yeah. Deal. yeah. That's why I turned my mic mute. Uh, that's why sorry for a cough. No, go ahead, Richard. No, no, no. I was just say that's why I turned the mute on so you wouldn't hear gunshots. Just <laughs> <laughs> hear bodies dropping. That's the only noun. <laughs> the only sound. Yeah, but you didn't go out and loot them, Victor. That's uh, bad form, so... I'll do that later. <laughs> Looting children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their, their bodies will persist for a while, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess we should uh, go ahead and get into the show a little bit here. Uh, we had a yeah. nice little chat introduction there, but we'll go ahead and stick to our usual script. And, Victor, could you... Uh, give us your hometown and maybe just a couple of your favorite podcasts that you listen to. All right, yeah, I'm a Victor from uh, Western Massachusetts, uh, the town of Northampton. Um, and let's see, uh, podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot of uh, tech and gaming podcasts. Um, probably my most regular gaming podcast listen these days is DLC, uh, downloadable content. Jeff Kanata's podcast. It's pretty good. Um, he does some tabletop gaming, too, which is a lot of fun, because I don't do much of it, but it's fun to hear about it. Uh, and uh, oh, what else? I, I guess I listen to the Game Informer podcast, which is uh, enjoyable. Um, uh, indoor Kids occasionally. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, a whole bunch of them. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, good. So. I think I've seen you comment about Giant Bomb here and there as well. Yeah, I like Giant Bomb. It, it's a little, it, it's sometimes a little too much of a bro fest for me, but but <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that does get a little, little yeah. Bro-y. But uh, other than that, um, yeah, they they have some good stuff to say about games. They're and they're smart guys. So uh, um, I didn't like this new guy off the bat. Uh, plus, it was kind of tragic about what happened, you know, a year ago. But anyway, and uh, but. Uh, I'm sort of warming up to him. He's kind of a knob, but but I, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, nice. Anyway, so yeah, I listen to Giant Bomb too. Cool. And Colin will check in with you, sir. Yeah. Hi, my name's uh, Colin, and Colin in from England. Um, podcasts. Um, apart from Skyrim Addicts, um, Eowash, um, all the rest of them are well behind. Uh, I listen to Paper Cake. 
that I'm about three episodes behind on that. Uh, and Hollywood Babylon, I'm about six episodes behind on that. So. Nice. I, I think Hollywood Babylon's taken a little bit of a break since uh, Tusk came out. I think Kevin Smith might be out doing promotional tour or something. They haven't uploaded a, a Hollywood Babylon in a couple of weeks. No, no. It, on, on mine, it's got the little red dots. I'm about six behind on it. Okay. Um, and, well, thank you for mentioning Earwash Show. I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned it on this podcast before. No, I listen, I listen to that every week. Yeah, me too. Days. I do too. Oh, yeah. great. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, you never know who problem. listens. I don't really... Yeah, the only problem is, is that I... That's the only that Skyrim addict, and um, what you call it. Sometimes the paper king, but as I said, I'm three weeks behind on that. That's uh-huh. the only podcast I listen to, and you talked about those on the very first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, the the I don't know if it's the most recent. It's probably two episodes ago now. But on uh, Paper Keg, they just did the the Brian Epstein story. What was it called? The, I think maybe it's called the Fifth Beetle. Or something they did a graphic oh, cool. novel about his background and it's um, super interesting. It makes me want to go check out that that, that, uh, pay, that trade. Yeah, the last one I heard was the, I think they were talking about Andre the Giant. Yeah, I listened to that Wrestling. one too. That's a really good episode. Yeah, they seem like they've been uh, getting into a lot of those kind of uh, maybe not so like superhero-y comic books, but like I didn't even know. You know these other like actual history or real life autobiography type graphic novels and trade paperbacks actually existed until I started seeing them pop up. The one about Andre the Giant and now this one about Brian Epstein. It's it's pretty cool. So shout out to uh, Paper Keg Podcast. Um, I am Andrew and I live just north of Indianapolis, Indiana, in a little sleepy town called Noblesville, and. Uh, some podcasts I like. Uh, my priority show every week is the Todd Glass Show. It's one of my favorites. And uh, if you like football, I would uh, suggest everyone check out the Around the NFL Podfell podcast. It's a great mishmash of comedy and wonderful football news and statistics. So uh, Todd Glass Show. Around the league, or it used to be called Around the League. Now it's called Around the NFL podcast. I don't know why, but they had to do a title change on the show recently. But um, hmm. Victor, would you like to tell us a little bit about your roundtable character? Have you stuck with the same character, or did you start a new one for Soulstone? Oh, absolutely. I, I uh, I'm sticking with Slyth. He's a he's a he's a great character. I'm really enjoying playing him. Um, I forgot so, what he looked uh, like. You just posted a picture recently. And it's like, oh man, he is harsh looking. I would not like to get on <laughs> well, his bad side. Yeah. He's kind of a scary guy sometimes. Uh, but uh, that's actually, um, as I said, I think in a post, um, a new um, uh, skin texture mod, or actually more than just skin texture, body body textures um, that just popped up on on the Nexus a couple of days ago. And I think he looks awesome. It's a, it's really, yeah. it's a really nice, uh, uh, plus I started using, um, I redid a lot of my graphics, uh, on all my mods, all my, uh, characters. Cause I'm using mod organizer. So I'm, I'm I can, you know, play a bunch of different characters uh, through the profiles. Um, and I redid it a lot and stabilized a lot of things and it's running a lot better now. So I've been able to run, uh, more high-performance ENDs, and so uh, that's a season. What you're seeing in that in that image was uh, Seasons of Skyrim in its 
full form rather than the performance uh, INI. Uh, so it has the DOF, the depth of field, and a lot of the other you know, ambient occlusion things that. Um, so yeah, so it came out. It's a good picture. Plus his eye, his one eye. <laughs> uh, that's another uh, mod that that makes the Dunmer eyes look a little more three, not three dimensional, but you know deeper. They have nicer color and better, mm-hmm. better, better looking. So you mentioned you play on uh, different profiles. Uh, what was your mod organizer called again? That's what it's called. It's the name of the app. It's it's mod organizer. Oh, that's it's, what it's, it's called. The mod alternative organizer. to yeah, it's the alternative to the Nexus mod manager, which okay. Nexus has. And you said it allows you to have different profiles with your um, different profiles. Will that allow you to have different mods set up for each character, or do you have to have all no, mods? Exactly. For this? Oh, that's cool. That's, that's what really it's for. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has its uh, quirks. It's, there's a bit of a learning curve to mod organizer, but it's it's. Uh, once you sort of get a handle on it, I'm still I'm still learning it, um, but the profiles are really powerful. It's really it's really good. So, what does Sly think of his first exposure to Soul's Time? Well, of course, he feels kind of at home there, being a dark elf. Uh, so he's meeting all kinds of you know cool people, and, and uh, he's already had a his uh, eyes turned away from Berlina to uh, a couple of <laughs> pretty dark elves there in, in, in Raven Rock. Um, and, uh, well, you know, the dark elves are pretty uh, randy folk, so... <laughs> uh, but uh, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed his, his time. So I, I, I won't go beyond that but until we get into the, the narrative of the thing. And, Colin, what are your uh, first impressions of Solstheim? Yeah, I mean, I had to obviously uh, let um, the guy who greets you off the boat inform him of who he was dealing with first. Then, <laughs> uh, less of that lip, and um, so sort of it's none of his business why I'm there. Uh, but no, he uh, <laughs> he's there and he's uh, doing a really big favour, uh, or he, I think he might be doing a really big favour. I wanted to ask Victor if. Um, Slyth has any allegiances to House Radaran, or does he have any like history that's not unresolved with the Moreg Tong? At the moment, uh, I I have to say that I haven't really thought that through enough to flesh it out. To be very honest, um, so he doesn't have any history with with the Radaran. Uh, house, but as far as uh, no, I you know I need to really sit down and think about that. Uh, it's a good okay. question. Hey, Colin, do you have uh, enough knowledge to give us uh, just a brief background history about House Redoran? What that means? What they mean to Solstheim? Um, well, House Redoran were the people who took control after the attack um, during the Oblivion Crisis. They, uh, I think it was, they were attacked by the Goronians of Black Marsh, and they had no formal army, from what I can remember. Something happened to their army, and they got totally overrun by the Argonians. Uh, after they got overrun by the Argonians, um, they were all in disarray until House Radaran stepped up and took control, and it was them who were the leaders who basically drove the Argonians back and saved them. 
uh, and now they lead the council. But I'm not 100% sure. I haven't been on Soul's Time in ages. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure what it's roughly about. I know that they, they're the ones who took control during the war with uh, the Argonians. And uh, another piece of brief history, if either of you know, um, Soul's Time is not part of Skyrim. Where, what, what section of Tamriel does it owe allegiance to? Morrowind. Doesn't it? It's, it's part of, isn't it part of Morrowind? Yeah, li- uh, uh, that's what you get when you come off the boat. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. isn't Soul's Time. This isn't Skyrim. This is part of Morrowind. And it is a drastic difference once you step off of the boat for the first time in Soul's Time. You notice lots of texture differences, especially from the north side of Skyrim where you're coming from. Um, I, you, you can't really tell where in relation to Skyrim um, Morrowind lays, or at least Soul's Time. Um, if, if you're just looking at the Skyrim map, you're up in Windhelm at the docks. And there's an arrow pointing northeast, so that would make you think that wherever you're going would be, you know, more north and more cold. Like maybe it would lead you to some place that is more snowy and mountainous, like the north side of Skyrim. Uh, but once you show up, it is anything but snowy. It's a uh, well. Covered with- time is is all glacial at the, on the north. The north side of the island is is very cold and snowy. I think on the north the, side, uh, yeah, yeah. But but if you if you just look at the map because when it says when you want to go from Solstheim back to Skyrim it has you traveling southwest. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that the north side of Skyrim is snowy, the south side of Solstheim is not. But the north side you would think that it would be a more continuous climate zone. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting in over my head here, but uh, no, no, no. But I think that's because of the Red Mountain. I think it's yeah, because the, the Red Mountain that are, are they're warming it up. And it's what like, happened with the Red Mountain? Can you uh, remind us a little bit about the history of Solstheim and the Red I'll, Mountain? I'll let Colin. I'll let Colin take that one because <laughs> I can't remember exactly why what it was that caused it to explode. There's a lore. Uh, there's some lore there. I can't remember what it is. I think it was in one of the books. Something about a floating island or something? I really don't know. I know, <laughs> it, I know it was a couple of hundred years ago. We um, need to call Ben. Ask Ben what's yeah, going on there. Yeah, Ben would know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, but anyway, there's the a, Red Mountain refers to a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for our listeners, uh, if you're not super familiar with Solstheim, there is a Red Mountain, which is a volcano. There was an explosion a couple hundred years ago. And so that basically means the whole southern half, maybe third of Soul's Time, is pretty much covered in ash. There's still ash everywhere. You see it piled up on the buildings, running through Raven Rock, which is the main port city on the southwest side of the island of Soul's Time. And you see ash piled up everywhere, and the food and foliage is different. Then uh, Skyrim, there's ash yams, there's ash this and that. Everything basically has some ash to it. And um, it's just basically a different environment, which is a, a fun change to Skyrim. Go up there and it looks a lot different than any one section of Skyrim looks. So that, that is, that is a, one of the first things I noticed when going up into Solstheim. Do you guys have other observations just about Solstheim in general? Some of the major differences between that and Skyrim? Maybe some of the enemies or uh, 
the yeah. architecture, what the houses look like, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's like great. Go ahead, Virginia. Go ahead, Colin. Nope, no, that's no, right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say it, it. It's very reminiscent of Morrowind. I didn't play Morrowind much, but uh, obviously, but it's it's all you know the mushroom uh, or the the. the the fungal houses that the, the, the particularly the the um, where are they the uh, is it Redoran or or uh, the wizards of the uh, house Telvanni uh, Telvanni is Telvani, it yeah, yeah. yeah that grow the grow the mushroom uh, and uh, so yeah it's it's and even the music is from a lot of the music that you hear on Solstheim is from Morrowind. That's cool. See, I never played. I've only played a little bit of Oblivion. I haven't played much of any of the older games at all. So this is all brand new to me. But it's very self-referential to the older games. So, what else has uh, been recycled from Morrowind up into uh, Solstheim? That's really cool. And uh, the mushroom buildings you were mentioning. Yeah. No, I was I was waiting for Colin to, to pipe in, pipe in there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? Who's? <laughs> what? I was asleep. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. Um, yeah, was it? No, the, the mushrooms are uh, how Stilvani, they grow them. Apparently that was in uh, Moral Wind. And, and Nelos was in Moral Wind, the game as well. I haven't played Moral Wind, but apparently he was in the game. Old Nelos. And, wow. Um, so how old is he? How many hundreds of years have passed between Moral Wind and Skyrim? I have no idea. Couple okay. Two. I don't, as I said, I two years. More, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, I don't know. I I okay. played it years ago on the PC. What is that? From? The Mushroom City called? Is that like Tel Mithrin or something similar? Yeah, I forget what it's called. The one on Soul's Time? Yeah. Yeah, t- Tel Mithrin. Yeah. Mithrin. Okay. Yeah. So the mushroom oh, houses are I? cool. Oh, I yeah. So I, I yeah, just like the, there's some basic differences, and I thought it, it's a really nice to have a you know a different landscape feeling there. Not that Skyrim doesn't have a nice varied, you know, sort of like the the plains out west and the the marshes to the northeast and sort of the forested regions of the south and the mountains of the of the north. Actually, northeast. I said something wrong. Uh, northwest was the marshes, but the the mountains and snows up into the north. Skyrim has a very varied, uh, you know. Topography, but Solstheim is just something different than we've seen. It's like a volcanic ashland, at least yeah, in the southern yeah. third. And I think some of the flora is is also imported from from Morrowind. The scathe claw, scathe caw, and the mm-hmm. um, what's that root? The something root. Canis root, maybe. No, that's from that's from Skyrim. Is that from Can- Skyrim? Canis root, yeah. There's something else. Trauma, trauma root, yeah. something. Trauma root. Yeah. Um, those are. I'm not sure if the ash hoppers are. I think they may have come from from Morrowind, um, and certainly the uh, uh, what are they called? The silly bloated the things that netch. Thank you. The netch. Can and you explain what a, a netch looks like to me? It looks like a I don't know, a floating limb with tentacles coming down or something sort of. Yeah, I'm not like even a, sure. A what floating they're... brain looking all thing almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just kill them occasionally for the jelly. Yeah. It's it's um Does it give you a good uh, I know it gives you netch jelly. Um Yeah. Does it it's is a, that useful in alchemy at all? It is and I can't remember what it's good for. I'd have to 
hop in the game and, and, and look, but uh, it, it, it's good for a couple of potions. Well, good. Um, I haven't brought it up yet, but I think my favorite uh, new enemy, as I'm sure they can go either way, I'm not sure if it's uh, always a bad guy. I think I've heard that it can be a good guy as well. But the Reeklings are my favorite addition mm, added by Soulstone. Yeah, they're like the the Munchkins from the Wizard of Oz, but you know, demon versions of them, basically. And uh, I love that they ride around on boars. <laughs> they treat they treat pigs like they're stallions. I think that's a really, really great addition. The first time I saw that one of those riding over the crest of a ridge coming at me, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. They're sort of like Ewoks meet gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect description. That's really good. Uh, so like, as uh, Gonvar said, you little piddly blue bastard, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah. You can probably take four or five of them out with the one swing of a uh, two-handed... Um, Warhammer there. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very fond of Reeklings. I love them because they have just the most random junk in their in their huts. <laughs> they, they take yeah. they take garbage from you know the Dark Elves or you know the Nords up in um, whatever town in Skull Village. They they take all their like their refuse and they treat them sort of like treasures and they put them in weird formations and the and the you know they can tell they're like making like little statues and stuff out of other people's garbage i think it's really did, cute did you see yeah. the horse and cart in one of the caves what'd they do with that no. they made a horse and cart out oh, of okay. all crap out of garbage <laughs> and they're all and they're all praying to it when you walk in you walk in and you <laughs> speak and yeah. they're all laid down and praying to the horse and cart image oh that's great that's wonderful so that was uh, just basically some uh, introductory differences between um, Skyrim and our new adventure area of Solstheim. Victor, could you remind us of uh, your character's name, the three assigned attributes, what your homestead is? Sure. Uh, well, it's Slythe Aaron, um, and uh, he was assigned um, as you... Uh, well, he was assigned alchemy and enchanting and two-handed, uh, in which he is now almost at 100 in the two-handed. Um, he's like 97. Uh, he's long since gone past 100 in alchemy and uh, is only, well, I think it was 76 or 7 um, uh, after some disenchanting I did uh, during the latest Solstheim adventures. Um, that's where he's at with the... With his with his enchanting, great, uh, Colin. How about you remind us of uh, where Gunvar is? Uh, uh, yeah, my character's name is Gunvar Ogunmaster. Uh His attributes were one-handed, uh, illusion, magic, and speech. Uh, he's now got uh, 103. Uh, wow. His house was um, Breeze Home, which he still works out at Breeze Home, but he's um, Shift the whole, the rest of the family to Lakeview Manor. Oh, nice, uh, Victor. Where, where's? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Slight staying. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Helljarken Hall is his uh, is his homestead, um, and uh, which he likes very much. In fact, it was always, it's always been my favorite of the three uh, Hearthfire homes, um, and uh, so. Uh, and he's he's using a he's he's built a farm or resurrected a farm right next to Helljarken Hall called Helljarken Farm. 
which he's working on right now. Is this added by a mod? Yes, it's a mod. (laughs) What are you Uh, growing? In fact, Uh, I haven't started growing anything yet. Uh, He's just actually uh, Heliarchan Hall or Heliarchan Farm had been abandoned. Uh, There's some lore attached to it if you read the the little book that comes with it. Um, But uh, uh, it had been abandoned, and and you're allowed to uh, either if you have enough money, uh, purchase the upgrades and hire workers to do the upgrades or do them yourself. So I actually uh, spent a lot of time over the last several hours of playing, uh, gathering all the, the, the right ingredients, your firewood and iron and all the other things. To it. Uh, it's very sort of, uh, it works off some of the, the Hearthfire uh, um, additions like you know locks and nails and things like that. Um, so anyway, that's that's what that's what Slythe is doing in between his his uh, forays to uh, Solstheim. Great. Hey, uh, Colin, will you be keeping the family out at Lakeview and Whiterun, or uh, do you think you might relocate anyone up to Solstheim at any time soon? Uh, you can't. You can't relocate family up there. No. Uh, will you set up any sort really? of a, a, a home base there? Uh, I haven't gotten the house yet there. Uh, there's, um, a, what was it, um, Veloth, the, the captain of the Federal Guard, he mentioned uh, having a look in an abandoned shack when you're supposed to be looking for that Ember brand wine. But uh, no, I haven't. I'll just keep on selling everything. And uh, where I stored it in one of the, um, was it, the urns that's right in the center of town. So I just stored, stored everything in there. Oh, nice. Is uh, storage safe in those urns around town? No, but if you keep on going back off it enough and pulling it out and then putting it back in again, it won't disappear. It keeps people yeah, out of it. Yeah, I think there's a couple of safe storage containers, but I don't know where they are. Will that uh, abandoned shack um, yeah. be useful? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I didn't know if you could treat it like a niece's cabin or something where you could. that would be a good place to start off to have a place to store junk. Well, eventually you get a house in, in Raven Rock, right? Uh, that's later on in the yeah, I, course of things. I'm, I'm sure this is not the title of it, but I, it sounds like House Slytherin to me, like Harry Potter something, Severin maybe, <laughs> something like that. Severin yeah. Manor, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was just wondering what your guys' uh, – what, you, what your playthrough would be like. If you keep yeah, coming well, back and forth, hauling stuff back and forth, go back to white and sell stuff, or if you just set up shop up north and so you don't have to keep taking the boat back and forth, or what? No, no, no. I'm just staying in uh, source time. I'm not going back. I'm like, like I'm there for permanent, and I'm not leaving until I'm finished. Great. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm definitely doing the traveling back and forth. Slife does not want to move the kids. They're very, uh, they're very happy at Heliarkin. Um, in fact, Sophie's been a little trouble lately, so I, we don't want to, you know, cause any more trouble. So she's she's been <laughs> acting out, you know. So uh, so Koznak and Berlina are are staying home with with Sophie uh, uh, for now. I, I think one of them may accompany me to Solstheim at, at some point, but keeping her in line. Hey, yeah, Colin, you uh, had mentioned you were having trouble with getting one of your children to appear at home. Was that was that yeah. resolved? Yeah, I um, I uh, was it furnished Honeyside, and then told uh, Omlog to move the family to Honeyside. Once he got this Honeyside, uh, Sophie showed up there. And then you told them, can you tell them then to move back to, to Lakeview? Uh, yeah. 
Well, no, I told him to go back to um, Bree's home because that's Bree's where we were at the time. But she still bugged because I can't uh, initiate uh, contact with her. I can't talk to her. You know, oh, when, no. You, when you activate the only time I can ever give her anything or talk to her is when you come home and she runs up to you and goes, Oh, Papa, can you give me like money? Can you? Did you bring me something back? That's the only time I can actually talk to her. If I go to try and initiate contact myself, it won't work. That's too bad. Well, if uh, my overbearing grandparents taught me anything, it was that children are to be seen and not heard, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that old, uh, is it Flanders and Swan, be cruel to your little boy and beat him when he sneezes? <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Flanders. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's the Victor of uh, family motto, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yes. Some Massachusetts folks treat their kiddos. Yep. Well, uh, did we have any exciting events or cool bugs or just weird stuff pop up over the last couple of weeks in their playthroughs? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was doing Dawn Guard. I, I'm just getting a mass of bugs. I was doing Dawn Guard. And uh, when we got into her, her mother's uh, place, where you go into, uh, gonna go through to the soul, soul cairn, for some reason, Serana just stopped dead and then span in position, just started <laughs> spinning around, just for no reason. And wow! I was like, well, and she wouldn't move. She was supposed to come up and put her blood into the thing, but she wouldn't move. So I was like, oh well, I'm inside. I can't use. Um, I was a clear sky, so I'm going to just have to foosrow Dar out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) So I blasted her right over to the other side of the room. And then after that, every single NPC in my entire game just randomly would stop and then spin. What? (laughs) Everyone's possessed. You've got got demons in everyone's heads there. Walk up up through Whiterun, and uh, then sort of like Nazim would just stop and then just start spinning in position. Oh, that's so and funny. And I just, I couldn't get handle it, and it turned out it was because I was playing for like 18 hours. Once I turned it off and went to bed and came back, then everything was fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the the Xbox was just, uh, Xbox yeah. was just like, dude, let me get some sleep. <laughs> Turn yeah, me stop, off. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm. That's I wish there was some some mechanic like the console on, on you know, the... the the PC quote console unquote on the actual consoles that you could actually get into and, and do something you know to reset AI like. Do you uh, think that's uh, something they would consider adding in future future versions? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, no way, no way, no, because they don't want they don't want the overhead to, to you know people messing around with it. Of course, because yeah. that's the whole point of the console is it's a fixed a fixed entity, um, you know, unlike the PC games. Uh, well, before we move into the actual quests, I just wanted to read a quick email we have. We have an email from Brady Speed, and the subject is New Play Along Character. He says, Hello, everyone. I'm late to the podcast, but would love to play along during Season 2. Could you please assign me some random attributes? Thanks, Brady. And yes, Brady, by all means, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, we welcome everyone to do a play-along. If anyone is interested in doing that, please write us an email at skyrimroundtable at gmail.com, and we will hook you up. This is what Brady has been dealt for his hand for his adventures in Solstheim. 
He has gotten a Bosmer, which uh, is a wood elf, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And a female. The warrior skill is one-handed. Mage skill, illusion. And thief skill, alchemy. That sounds like a pretty useful batch of uh, skills there. Uh, stat spread, magicka, three. Health, two. Stamina zero. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Spouse is Durkethus, and I have no idea who Durkethus is. Uh, home is Winstad Manor. Where's that one? Is that in Windhelm? No, it's near Morthal. Yeah. Morthal. Okay. Oh, is that is that one of the um, Hearthfire houses? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, his human follower, uh, at least the first one, I'm sure. I've gone through a couple, so I'm sure he'll maybe use a couple too. Human follower is Durak. D-U-R-A-K, Durak. Uh, other follower, and I'm, I'm excited about this one, is a Reekling Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. I know that you have to play a certain quest a certain way in order to get that to happen, I believe. And it's here yes. in Solstheim Time in our next... I think it might be in our next batch of quests, maybe. It's the Thirst Meat Hole. The, the Thirst yeah. Meat Hole quest, right? Yeah. 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 But depending on how Brady, you I'm play sorry. that... Yeah, was, go ahead. The, uh, I, I would say if, if he or she is playing on a PC, there's a new mod called Winstad Mine, which is by the same person that did the Heliarchan Farm that I'm using, so uh, it's a nice adjunct to Winstad Manor. So. Oh, cool. So I assume you get yourself a nice little mine there, and you can get your. It's a big mine, yeah. You, it costs a lot of money to, stuff to, out of there. to build it up, but it, it's it's very cool. It's very interactive. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice, it's a good mine. As it should cost a lot to develop a mine. Have you ever developed mm-hmm. a mine? Come on, that costs a lot of money to invest in. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Uh, the faction that Brady has been dealt is the Companions, uh, which is, will be interesting for a Bosmer. And um, travel by horseback. So, welcome to the show, Brady, and we're glad to have you along. Again, if anyone else would like some random attributes assigned, please join us at SkyrimRoundtable at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to have you do a play-along. And, uh, Brady, if you'd like to join in on the show, as you can see, we're back down to three for this episode. Always looking for more people to throw out good ideas, so uh, you can join us on the podcast if you ever get the whim. <laughs> uh, welcome, Brady. Yes, welcome. All right, so uh, welcome, Brady, and we will go ahead and jump into our assigned quests for this episode. We will start out with Dragonborn. Colin, what happens in the Dragonborn quest? How does it start? What happens during the quest? And uh, wh- how do we wrap it up? With um, the Dragonborn quest, um, I think that when you're level 10 on... Um, excuse me, on Skyrim, uh, and they heard that you once you finish um, up at um, High Haradzgar and get sent off to go and get the Horn of Jürgen Windcaller, they will... Um, approach you just outside Iverstead um, saying are you the one who's claiming to be the new dragonborn and there will be these cultists in weird funky masks that you've never witnessed before 
and you have a multiple choices of what you can say to them, but eventually they attack you saying that this guy, Mirak, uh, he's the true dragonborn and you're just a pretender and the lies will stop now, so they attack you. Uh, once you kill them, uh, you find a note on them saying that they've uh, come from a place called Solstheim on a certain ship, and uh, you need to head to Solstheim to find out who's killing you. Or who's been sent, why are they sending you to kill you? Uh, once you get to Windhelm, you jump in the ship, and he takes you to uh, Solstheim. And once you get to Solstheim, you ask a few of the people if they know of a gentleman called Merak. And most of them don't, and uh, it's, it's very obvious that something is affecting their minds and stuff like that. But finally, if you talk to. That's an see, understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you talk to, uh, there's a, f- a certain few of them will actually m- remember from a dream a temple in the center of Solstheim. So you head up there. Once you head up to the temple at Mirek's um, temple, you will meet a lady there who's trying to help her companions by the name of Freya. And she offers to join you or ask you to help her out. And then you finish Dragonborn. Yep, that's the end of the quest. Once you agree to help Freya, does she then become a follower? Does she start tagging along with you at that point? Only inside. Only inside? It's not like you can treat her like uh, Esbern and you know go and do him a favor and then have him in tow for whatever else you're doing? No, you can't leave the temple and then go back outside and have a follower follow you. She'll stay in there and you'll have to do the temple... The Temple Run. <laughs> the Temple Run, nice. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good summary of Dragonborn. Did you guys uh, have anything fun happen? Um, where where did your cultist attack you guys? Do you remember? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it happened so long ago for me at this point, but I do remember where it happened. Oh, the, I mean the first ones? Yeah, yeah. Because the first they, time, they keep the coming first time. after a while, yeah. I've only seen one attack. That, I've only been really? attacked once by the cultists, as far as I can remember. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd like show. Twice. I keep having I keep having damn vampires show up every time I show up to a new place. Vampires pop out of the woodwork. I wish it were cultists instead of stupid vampires. That's funny because like they're 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 literally like flies. They keep popping out of the woodwork. Cultists and thieves and and. Assassins in, in my game, it's, it's constantly fending them off. Yeah, That's I've got the um, sorry, Andrew. I've got the adept cultists attacking me now, and they're the ones who shoot shock at you. And oh rain, wow! And um, was it they conjure seekers? Holy crap. I was like seeker, what the hell? <laughs> well, they well they conjure them out yeah. in the open in um, in regular Skyrim, or do you have yeah. to be on Solstheim? No, no, I was coming out of Fort Dawnguard, and there he was attacking me, and then yeah. summoned up a, uh, a seeker. Wow! Yeah, I got one too. Yeah, I've yeah. definitely never seen that. That's really cool. Well, I also uh, got a secret cool on the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my, I, if I remember correctly, the first time they attacked me was was in White Run. Uh, for attack Slythe, that is. That was the first uh-huh. the first contest. Yeah, mine happened in uh, Riverwood, and you know I found the note and all that, and, and uh, yeah. Did you like, jump down the mountain, Andrew? Jump down the mountain. Yeah, when you got left high, Hrothgar, did you just jump down the side of the mountain 
and then go straight to Riverwood instead of going down by... I tumbled uh, down the mountain and killed my stupid horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I've bought like 15 horses by now. I, I never like going down. I never like going down the path for some reason. I always try to find the, you know, the quickest way down those mountains, and it never turns out well. I should I should go out and uh, do the Dark Brotherhood so I can uh, get Shadowmere. I think I may Shadow have Shadowmere somewhere, but I keep buying horses for some reason. I need to go check my stable, make sure Shadowmere's not standing there, or by the Black Pool. I bet you Shadowmere's just standing there waiting for me to come get her. Yeah, but uh, the first time I saw them was in Riverwood, and I do have to admit, I really like the robes and the mask. Do they have any enchantments that are worthwhile on them? Magical magical regeneration, that's it. Yeah, that's not too impressive, but I I do have um, on my, in the armory on my house, I have the... um, the mannequins set up, and I put on the cultist mask and robes because I think they look really nice. You know, I've got other armor underneath them, but I put those on last, so those are the ones that are displayed in my home. I think they're really cool looking. Oh, I know you can do that. You can actually stack armor on a mannequin. Yeah, I've I've got all my um. I guess I must have done the Dark Brotherhood because I've got like the shrouded hood and stuff like that, and. Huh. I've got my old armor all on there. Yeah, I've, I I can do it at least, so I'm sure you can with all your PC and mods and stuff. Yeah, I just load up the, the, the one mannequin, and I just put a ton of armor on them. I think you can only put so much, but I've got at least five different sets of armor all on the one mannequin. I just never, for, for me, I, I never use the mannequins. Uh, I built the, the trophy room at, at Hellyark, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I never, I never put anything on mannequins. I, for me anyway, it's a personal thing. Uh, it's an aesthetic thing. Um, I hate the lighting in, in the hearth houses, and it just, it's just flat and nasty, and nothing looks good on the mannequins. Even it's nice to have the stuff there, but it, it doesn't look good. And I, so, and I want things to look good. <laughs> I'm so, surprised there's not like a lighting mod or something for that specific. There kind of are, but none of them really do justice to to that. They, they're yeah, no, unfortunately. What I what I actually did uh, this is a weird aside, but in when I was playing on the 360, um, I discovered that if you take a torch and throw it in a corner, uh, and then I forget exactly if you had to pick it up and put it down again or or something. Uh, it would the torch would light, and then it would throw this really cool light off the, the corners in the corners of the rooms, and, oh, and nice. that was really it was actually nice. It's better than than any of the lighting mods I've had in in uh, even the good lighting mods like uh, ELFX and and uh, realistic lighting overhaul for for the PC don't really do justice to the inside of the hearth firehouses. Wow, that's really surprising that just a, a tossed torch on the ground would. Uh... Do better. Well, if you have to like put it in the right place, and yeah. put it in the corner of a room, and it'll cast some really nice lights and shadows and things. It's cool. That's what I do in uh, the basement of of Lakeview Manor. I've got two torches on on the opposite sides of my um, you know my smithing 
uh, area down there in the basement because I just didn't want to go around collecting all the what is it goat horns and stuff that you have to <laughs> you have to use to get the light sconces. So I just put a couple torches in the corners, and so it's, though my whole basement is lit up just by having a couple torches down there. Well, I, I have a thing about killing goats, so I, I always have a ready supply of goat horns. Because <laughs> you love the goat meat. I love curried goat. Yes, yes. if I could make curried goat in, in Skyrim, I would. <laughs> I've got about 50 or 60 goat horns because I just go around buying them because um, they're doing the, the speech uh, which sucks up all your perks having to get put all your perks in the speech and um, what was the other one uh, I can't remember but it just sucks up all your perks so i got no perks in any armour no heavy oh. armour no light armour but um, it's just annoying but the the money's nice Hmm. And um, you can buy anything. I've got. You should see my inventory of all my. Uh, was it apparel? I got uh, peerless wielding, peerless knight, peerless sneaking, peerless. Nice. All on the. Was it the rings and on the necklaces? And um, I think I'm only like ten underneath my maximum weight of a, a, at any given time because I'm walking around <laughs> carrying everything on me at all times. <laughs> How many perks does it take to to actually get the speech up that high? Uh, let's see. You got the first five, and then you got five, six, seven, eight, nine up one side, and then you got the other side. So it's probably twelve or thirteen perks. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot of levels. Uh, How many perks does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I keep it well, first you have to have the hand of fate perk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw in a torch bulb. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we got any more thoughts on Dragonborn? It's kind of a basic kind of kind well, of I, uh, quest. I had to restart because I didn't know that that's where Dragonborn ended. So I was there and I was like, right. Get there and like you know the first quest, Dragonborn. I run, I run up to the, I go to sleeps because that'll send you to uh, one of the stones, won't it? Uh, you, if you go to sleep, you wake up and then you're working on one of the stones. So yeah. Lead into the quest as well. So I come out, I run up, get to the temple, and then Dragonborn completed. Oh, oh, okay. Well, this is it, and then it leads immediately straight into uh, was it the uh, the Temple of Mirak. Uh-huh. But that's the second lot of quests. Yeah. So Same. I was like, oh, I've already done this one, so now I've got to stop, leave Freya in there, go back, and then do, like, like, like other different quests. So I was like, well, that doesn't just, that doesn't work. So I had to go back and save, and then start off the town, and then do the other quests first, so then it would lead up to doing, and then I could finish Dragonborn and then end there just outside the temple. Yeah, see... I kind of worked out the schedule in that I took all the quests for everything having to do with Mirak and put one of those in each episode. Yeah. So we'll basically be killing, well, hopefully killing, but going up against Mirak in the last episode of Season 2. So you're right. That, that does go right into the Temple of Mirak, which would be the next quest, one of probably the first quest of Episode 2. But you're right. I I didn't restart everything. I just went up and helped her, and then she and Freya let me into the temple. But then I was like, "All right, I'll see you later. I gotta go off and uh, 
gotta go, go off and help Captain Valith with these ash spawn on the south side of town. Yeah. Yeah. To be very honest, I actually didn't. That's I did not actually complete Dragonborn for that very reason. So I'm I'm going to do that and lead into the next one. Yeah, that's probably the smartest way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, so just with the organization of everything, you know, I, I, I knew right offhand that this was probably going to have some kinks here and there with how I organized everything. But I just wanted yeah. to make the whole storyline encompass the whole of Season 2 so we didn't play all of the Mirok stuff right off the bat and then just do all the miscellaneous quests along the side. But yeah, because, I mean, if you'd done it the other way, then you'd... Yeah, oh, was it we'd finished the the Mirak thing in like two episodes? Yeah, yeah, you know, just like yeah. messing around. This way is and then you're just derping around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the other side quest and miscellaneous quests, um, March of the Dead was next. Uh, would anyone like to take a break before we get into March of the Dead? Does anyone need a drink? Topic? I'm good. Uh... Yeah, I need to go for a little. Like, you know, bathroom and get a drink. All right, sounds good. We'll be back in just a couple minutes then, fellas. We'll see you in a second. All right, that's not a bad idea. We'll be right back with a message from our sponsors. Welcome, enter my house and see my balcony You're bound to be astounded deeply That there's not another house in town as sweet I bought my own land, built it with my own hands It's like Chopin's piano, man, it's so grand Whether you're a lady or a hood rat, good bad You won't resist me after witnessing my mud crab I'll run a bubble bath with enchanted suds Have you pulling me off like a poorly fitted hubcap I need the queen to build my dream house So I can grow my peas and beans and other greens in the greenhouse Give me the key I'm keeping bees in the garden Beat a skeever up, then bust a free with my bard And I'm flossing in the trophy room So don't go too soon I still need to show you my Minestrone soup I baked some space cakes, lay straight with moon sugar Got a housewife and two kids, but I'm no do-gooder MTV Cribs, I'm still the dragonborn But now it's my cow that has the badass horns It's getting late, I hope you understand Look, Corey's coming on in five Sing it off my land! Milk drinker! And we're back. Welcome, everyone. We will jump into the March of the Dead quest here. Uh, Victor, do you have any oh, recollection about what happens in the March of the Dead quest? Uh, well, uh, the uh, USP is is uh, just popping up here. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to say hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. Yes, the yes, the March of the Dead. Of course. Yes, I knew it all along. USP is um, a great friend. We always <laughs> welcome the USP to, to pop in on an episode. No, I just had to. I I don't. It's like it's when people ask me if I know that song, and I I don't know songs by titles. I just you know. So anyway, so yes. Yeah, so you're uh, on your first foray outside of Raven Rock. Uh, you come across. Uh, Captain Veloth, who's fighting some ash spawn, and uh, in the course of a conversation, you find out that he is uh, trying to figure out why the ash spawn are attacking, and uh, he asks you to help him find some clues around this abandoned. Uh, is it an abandoned farm or or a, or a burned out farm uh, because of the ash spawn? I don't remember. Um, I imagine you, it might be burned out since the ash spawn chuck all those fireballs at you. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, look for some clues, and you find a clue on uh, the declaration of war 
um, on the body or the ash pile of one of the spawn. And it turns out that this General Falk Carius, uh, who is also a character from Morrowind, I believe, from the game Morrowind, um, as is uh, Fort Frostmoth, uh, was in. Um, and uh, he, he has been, uh, well, you don't know it yet, but he, he is declaring war uh, and sending his ash spawn out. And Vialoth can't figure out why, since Carius has been dead for 200 years. Um, and uh, so he assigns you to go and figure it out. Would you like me to stop there, or should I continue? Um, oh, whatever you feel. What does... Uh, well, uh, do you, you remember uh, any specifics from your, your quest you'd like to get into? Uh, as in what I did, well, I went and took care of business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, how did you find the ash spawn? Uh, you're, you seem to be semi-leveled up, maybe over 50 or so. Right? Well, probably weren't. Sl- the Slythe is 52, 53 now, but uh, more importantly, uh, he's wearing the ebony mail, which gives you 70% resistance to fire. Oh, very uh, useful. So, ash, yeah, ash spawn are basically... Uh, just annoying little gnats. Um, nice. Because yeah. uh, I'm also wearing a, a, a necklace that I've enchanted with, with uh, you know, resist fire. Um, and uh, so between that and the, and, and the male, I think I have about an 85% resistance to fire. That's that's a really good idea. I didn't think about, you know, all my gear before I went over to Solstheim, Time, but uh, resistance to fire would definitely be a useful... A school of magic to have at your at your hands in order to go over to Solstheim. Seems like there's lots of fire throwing around over there. Yeah, totally. Um, so he he uh, so Slyth, uh decided to uh, go ahead and out Fort Frostmoth. Um, on the way, uh, he he met uh, uh, by accident. <laughs> What's it, is it? Rallis, uh the, the guy who wants you to invest in his. Uh, oh yeah. Sedaris, yes, thank you. Uh, and we we invested our money, knowing full well that this is coming up in one of the future episodes. But it, it, <laughs> again it, it, and it, again it, and again. Exactly, it takes a while. So I said, "Well, what the heck? I'll I'll throw in the first thousand now and and let it let it percolate." <laughs> so <laughs> then on the way, so eventually I made it to, uh, to Fort Frostmouth. Yet again, hitting uh, one, I, and this one I I started this out. It's the the uh, that abandoned house that has the cellar there, Brolyand, uh, oh, nice. or yeah. Uh, and then I realized, wait a minute, this might be part of a future, and I so I stopped that one. I I uh, believe that it is one of the side quests that I included. Okay, yeah. it is. Uh, it didn't occur to me until I had uh, I sort of. Well, I won't say because it's it's, but I, I it, it it was obviously getting the cellar was getting more complex than than it looks on the surface, and I thought hmm, this is kind of questy. So uh, <laughs> uh, this might come so up I, in the future, <laughs> it, right? So I backed on out of there. Um, so uh, I have to admit that Fort Frostmouth caused me some some troubles. It it, it was. I know, uh, right? It's it's more difficult than I and uh, than I remembered it being in the past. Well, Falk Carius is is tough because he carries that awesome cudgel, uh, which yeah. is one of the 
one of the best uh, weapons in the game and one of the best enchantments in the game, I think. I agree, I agree, yeah. yes. Um, Beautiful. And uh, well, I'll stop and let Colin take go on, on this. You, I've talked enough. <laughs> what, what happened in the fort with uh, Gunvar, Colin? Did Gunvar enjoy his uh, little masquerade over to the, the fort? Yeah, um, was it... When I was playing earlier on with, um, what's his name, Aethys, he was getting, obviously, trounced by all the, like, the bandit chiefs. Literally take about five or six hits, and then he'd be down. Um, then I sort of, like, you know, I had to go, I went and did Dawnguard, so I couldn't have him as a follower. So I set him free, and then got, uh, what's-her-face... When I picked um, Aethys back up again, I gave him a, a load of um, dragonbone armor, and now he doesn't seem to get hurt. He seems. Oh, nice. like, I, th- I think after having that long break and then coming back, I think he's leveled up. Oh, nice! I he had so. like a, a Rocky montage in the background while you were gone. He was like hitting <laughs> slabs of beef <laughs> in the it. basement. And- <laughs> Doing oh. push-ups on bales of hay. <laughs> he must have been doing lifting something. tractor tires because he's he stood toe to toe with Carius. Oh, oh wow! He just like, like my follower like, definitely did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, was it? Um, I'm I'm almost got my um, destruction magic to a hundred now, and was it? Uh, I I started shooting Ashborn with fireball. Uh, no, with firebolts, and I was thinking, wait a second. Yeah. I'm not being very smart here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized I didn't have the lightning uh, bolt spell. And was it chain lightning is too strong. It too, sucks up too much of my magic. Yeah, it sucks uh, up a lot of your magica. So I went. Did you have like ice spike or anything like that? I love that I ice spike. Yeah, I used ice spike. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I was using that. But um, yeah, there weren't any problem because I've got a necklace of uh, the Firewalker. Which is seventy percent resistant mm. to um, nice. uh, fire, and also is that a, a named item that comes from somewhere in the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I bought I bought most of my stuff from Radiant Raymond. Those girls love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an amazing amount of good stuff there. You know, it's it's not just pretty clothes. Where is that? And uh, is that in, is that in S- solitude? Solitude, right? The clothes shop. Yeah, I mean, when you first go in there, you know how they're really, really rude to you? Yeah, yeah. They're you mean. Get, you get, like, a shit ton of money, and you invest in their shop. They love you. They come really? back and you say, oh, oh, my God, it's you again. I was like, <laughs> and it comes up with the option, you're in a good mood. You know, only when certain company is here. I help you today. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. I'll yeah, have that, I'll have to think about investing with them and uh, getting some good enchanted items. That sounds yeah. great. So and what else did I, you have? I had the um, uh, alteration perks of thirty uh, percent base magic resistance. Nice. So that's all magic. So the, yeah, the fire spells weren't hurting me. It was just those big giant axes. But <laughs> was it uh, what's his name? Uh, Aethys was just taking all the hits, and it didn't bother him, which is quite surprising. I mean, I've, that's what he's there for. It was <laughs> I? Um, I can smith Dragonbone, but I've got was it? Um, no perks in enchanting, and I've got no perks in alchemy. So I'm just using the regular enchants for my, um, like the the ones that you can find going around from here to there. So, like, a, I've got ebony gauntlets of smithing, and I've got a necklace of peerless smithing. 
So I haven't got the ones where you can make yourself with the maximum 34% and blah, blah, blah. So I haven't got the maximum gear, like the best you can possibly get. It's only like the average stuff. But he doesn't seem to take any damage whatsoever. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, he just needed a just need a little time off. You know, we all need a refresher every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I went in, but I don't, I didn't bring any followers to Solstheim, so I, I took on Frostmoth by myself. Wow, ballsy. But, <laughs> well, like I said, the the, the aren't a problem, so that they were pretty easy. So yeah. uh, and so I, what I did was I just used a, uh, a, a, a an arrow with. Uh, Paralyze on it, paralyze Carius, oh. and then just act at him. Ah, that's a great with, idea. Uh, and uh, that took him down fairly quickly because I'm pretty high and, and two-handed now, so um, uh-huh. I, I have a I have a very powerful ebony uh, great sword that I use. Nice. And that just uh, took care of him. But it took a, it took several tries. I, I had to uh, um, I had. A, I don't know if it was a buggy save or something, but I, I uh, like an idiot, I, well, I've shut off all my auto saves and quick saves because they tend to be buggy on the PC. So mm-hmm. um, so I went through and, and did my thing with, with the uh, paralyzing the general and killed him and, and ran off, did a bunch of stuff, uh, and the game crashed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and so I had to replay the whole thing, and, and then of course it didn't work out so well because I came the third and fourth time. Uh, <laughs> but I finally got him uh, on the fifth, the fifth retry, um, and uh, wow! So yeah, uh, and it's he's not, tough. He really is. I mean, it's not like the the fort itself is all that horrible, but you do have to kind of like go here and then backtrack and go back to where you were originally then go find the key and find the journal yep. and come back yeah. and find so it is like you're cro- you're back crossing the same path you came down a bunch of times so now I'm curious does do you guys uh, bother with the little spiders oh those those I, jumping spiders that explode what are those called Exploding jumping spiders. So what they're called? <laughs> yes. Strangely those, enough, <laughs> those, those little fuckers are—they, oh man! I need to definitely get some armor of fire abatement or something. I assume that would help work with those explosions. But well, yeah, if you hit them with an arrow beforehand, then then they they just sort of turn into goo. But yeah, if they jump at you, you're dead. Yeah, man. That's. Um, I wish that I ever picked up a bow once in my character's life. It's like I. I Really? I've never, That's no, amazing. I, I don't ever touch a bow. If I have something I need to attack from a distance, I always use some sort of destruction magic or a shout of some sort. I don't know. I think in, in the, the entire game, archery is probably the most powerful uh, of, of all the things you can do. I've done uh, three big playthroughs where I've gotten deep into the game. You know, I've had some other side characters that I've kind of messed around with and not done much with. But I... I used a bow. I got to archery one, one hundred level one time because I was trying to max out all of my levels for that one character. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I have not touched a bow in the game. I don't even pick them up, other than to sell them when I'm running around. Like. Well, there's the idea for your next playthrough, Bosmer. Bosmer yeah, I, I definitely yeah. need to. Maybe. Um, I'm doing a dead as dead character now, but I assume that one won't last too long. Maybe I'll try another dead as dead <laughs> character and do only archery and see how that. Well, archery is good for dead as dead because it's ranged. Yeah, because you want to keep your distance back. and have yeah. a follower in between. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. But yeah, I, um, speaking of distant attacks, when I was fighting um, the general Carius there in uh, Fort Frostmoth, 
I, I also died a couple times, and the, that final battle can be sort of gritty. Uh, but mm. I, when I remembered, oh, wait, I've got a pretty useful shout in my pocket, so I pulled out the, um, I believe it's called Ice Form. Yeah. Shout and I froze him, and that's you know stunned him to the ground, and he would you know stays frozen for fifteen twenty seconds, whatever it is, and that let me go around, and so Ogle, my orc follower, and I, so we you know dispatched with all the 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 ash spawn and the the dudes that are there in that final um, boss room, and then by the time that uh, uh, Carius was standing back up again, that let us. Have plenty of time to you know come back over and take care of him. So, and also don't feel don't feel lonely, Victor. It took me a couple tries to get him knocked out too. <laughs> if you speaking about really good shouts, I just got soul tear. Oh, oh. oh, explain that one to us. Uh, it's uh, from Dawn God, and uh, was it you get taught by it by uh, Dernavir? And oh yeah. You shoot. Uh, you hit the person and if they're down like three quarters of the way like they've just got a smidgen of health it kills them traps their soul in a slow gem for you and it makes them your zombie follower oh wow <laughs> for 60 seconds it is awesome shout it that is, is a really cool shout you said that was in the What's the dawn guard playthrough yeah you know when you uh, meet uh, dernavir in the soul cairn I've actually only done Dawnguard one time a good while back, so I'm I'm excited to go and try it again. I've only been to the Soul Cairn once, so yeah. You you fight that dragon, and he teaches you a shout, so you can summon him in Tamriel. So he comes to you like, uh, but he's like a summoned, like a uh, like you summon Frost Adronach. Uh huh. So you summon him, and he teaches you his own personal shout, which is Soul Tear. Wow, awesome! Uh, What's the cooldown for for Soul Tear? So a long one. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's like close to this uh, fire and frost breath. I think maybe a little bit longer. Can't well, do you get uh, with the on the console game? You know, uh, do you get um, shout perks in the speech tree? No. No. Okay. So, so I'm, you, there's. I'm running the. The only thing you have is the uh, amulet of Talos that can give you a ten percent. Uh, 20. It's 20%, yeah. 20%, okay, all right. A- and the uh, blessing so that helps is a little. as well. <laughs> oh, so you can get, uh, it'll stack to 40? Yes. Oh, what'd, okay. you, what'd you say does that? A stone of some sort? Yeah, the blessing of Talos, you know, when you pray. A blessing of Talos, yeah. But one of the standing stones doesn't help your shouts at all? Mm, I, not mm. that I can remember, but I was just no, asking if so. you knew one. You would think, oh man, I could get rid of that and that would be like a reduced regeneration of shout time. That would be much more useful. Yeah, to be thinking about it, there should be a telestone so it's a permanent thing. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, that's one of the things that annoys me the most about the shouts is that it's, it, even with the 40% or with mods giving you boosts, it, it still takes too long uh, as you become a, a better dragonborn or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, it, it just seems unbalanced or poorly balanced. Yeah, as, as you get more practice with the shouts, it seemed like the, the, the time between as you level up the shouts that would you know be shorter, but in, in actuality, the more words you collect, the longer it takes to regenerate. Well, when, a, you know, when an undead 
Draugr can outshout the last Dragonborn is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he gets three shouts and then the oh, time that you get one. By the yeah. way, uh, Victor, I, I stole your idea from the last show, and I um, unlocked all the disarm ones and uh, went down and, and done all the Nordic ruins. And you know who it doesn't work on? The one <laughs> that it has to work on, which is the Draugr Death Lord with the ebony bow. Oh no! Yeah, he will one shot you from across the room. Yeah, it doesn't work on him. He's too tough. All the other Drugo Death Lords, it it works on him. Uh, won't you are scumbag? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name of the location, but just east of the Labyrinthian, there's that little sort of uh, you can go underground there, and there's always a Death Overlord in there that would always one shot me with his ebony bow. And he, take, he he does the disarm stuff too. It always takes it from you. Yeah, was I I have um, Aethys running around with like four weapons because they keep on disarming him and he won't go and pick the <laughs> bastard thing up. So after the fight's over, I have to go around and search the entire ruin for all his oh, no. all his weapons and then give them back to him. But a little tip: don't you know how you can look at a character and then activate them and then point at something for them to pick it up? Yeah, yeah. if they do. And then you take it back off them, it's classed as stealing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, so then it's marked up as red, so I was like, oh, but for some reason, Chill Rend has now been unmarked as stolen. Oh. I, think it's be- I think it's because I left it with him, and then I dismissed him, and he had it while he was dismissed. And then when uh. I came back, I think it, it sort of like took the stolen thing off it. Where do you steal Chill Rend from again? That's the um, Delvin Mallory, or not Delvin Mallory, um... What's his name? The, the the former head of the Thieves Guild. Um, Mercer Frey. Mercer, Mercer Frey. Frey, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Is that, yeah, in, oh wait, in his house, right? Yeah, when you have to kill his bodyguard. House, and, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Over there yeah. in Riften. Cool. Well, no, you don't have to kill his bodyguard. You can no, go no. and go swimming. Yeah, if, well. I've, I, I've, always, I've always just killed him. <laughs> uh, you I, go to... If you go to Maven Blackbriar, uh, she will tell you that if you go swimming in the lake and find her uh, quill of gemination or something like that, uh, exactly, you can give that to her and then she will release him from his duties or his like he's not no longer indebted. So then he just gives you the key and leaves. Oh, I vaguely have a recollection of that. I think I've done that in a past playthrough. I've tried time. to find that damn thing and I've never been able to find it. Is it underwater? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be near a bridge or something, right? She gives you a clue about where the moron sunk his boat. (laughs) (laughs) But I I couldn't find it. I don't know whether it was bugged out or I'm just an idiot or both, uh, but I couldn't find the damn thing. Uh, I I think I've done it in every single playthrough I've done, and I spend about 20 minutes swimming up and down that canal trying to find it. Still never find it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I find yeah. it, but it, it always takes at least. I don't. I can't. It's there's no clear marking point of where it is. There's, no, it's not yeah. like it's, you have to swim around for ages trying to find it. No. Yeah, they don't put a quest marker on it, which is which is fine. It's it's actually good, but it, yeah, it's hard to find. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys feel like those quest markers are a little cheating sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. De- no, definitely. Um, was it, I was doing Arniel Gaines quest. And uh, it was says like go and take this and put it in these convectors. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the the Dwemer convector thing? Yeah, and there's yeah. one out uh, near Shorestone, 
and uh, it, I've never discovered it. It was out in the middle of nowhere, and all it is is just like an arch, and then there's a convector by it, and that's mm. it. There's nothing else there. There's yeah, no there's like a, a, a dwarf and helmet sitting on there. And that's it. That's all yeah. that was there. I there found that one, yeah. There's no way. I just happened upon it randomly. Yeah, but th- there's no way that, because he doesn't tell you, go, you all go out and look for him, and it, the quest marker was pointing straight to it, and... You know, there's no way I would have known it was there. No yeah. would have. Because so. the other ones are, like, in a building or somewhere, yeah. you know, where it would make sense. But this one's just kind of out on the west side of the map, just all by itself. There's no no distinguishing things around it besides, like, a little archway. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, we were, uh, <laughs> we're just, sorry, we're just, uh, completing up, uh, the General Carius from yeah, Frostmoth. I, I had no yeah. idea where we were. Do you guys, uh, like his weapon, the Champion's Kujal? What have you, what have you done with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that weapon. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, it's a beautiful weapon and it's really good, but I prefer, and I think it's a better weapon, uh, is the, the two-handed one I'm using at the moment is the long hammer. The long hammer, smithed up, and using elemental fury, that's a fighter's weapon. Um, if you want to look all nice and pretty, Champion's Cudgel or a Dragonborn Warhammer is nice looking, but if you're going for a big fight, then you want the long hammer. Where is the uh, long hammer acquired? Uh, Liar's Retreat. And what's it made of? Uh, a Liar's Retreat is a... Um, uh, it's out in the Reach, and... Um, you, it's just like a little cave. It comes up as looking like a cave, but it's got a door, cave with a door, and you go in there, and that's where you see all these Falmer uh, absolutely decimating these uh, bandits, and then you travel all the way through, and as you get to the very la- the end of it, uh, and kill um, the uh, the Chorus and the wow, well, was it? Uh, well, one one of the farmers anyway. Uh, you find Rand, who was the barman, I think, and he has the the long hammer. It's on the table, but sometimes it's hidden underneath the table or to the side of the table. I forgot about that. What's the difference in? St- I mean, in in uh, I guess what's the best word? For usability is it is it is it lighter yeah, than the cudgel? Yeah, it's lighter and it moves thirty percent faster. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. But, you, but it's already enchanted, so you can't re-enchant it with something something else. No, it's not enchanted, but you don't want oh. to enchant it. Oh. If, you, if you enchant it, you can't use Elemental Fury on it. And oh, I see. Okay, yeah, of course. Can you remind us about Elemental Fury, Colin? Uh, elemental Fury increases the speed of your weapons. It, uh, it uses your shout enchants the weapon for you. and uh, So it can't work on the champion's cudgel because it's already enchanted. Okay, so you can only apply it to unenchanted weapons. Yeah, but when you've got a dragon bo- two dragonbone daggers smithed up to the balls, <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you use uh, elemental fury, you, you just cut through anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty effective when you get really bogged down and a, and a bunch of people attacking you. It, it's it's uh, it's quite quite effective. But I, I, I always de- disenchant the uh, the cudgel. That's the first oh, thing I do. No. Yes. I knew I knew Colin would would not like that idea. But I also disenchant it. What do you what do you like to apply it to, Victor? Oh, I've applied it to everything: bows and swords and anything I can get my hands on. 
And it is the Chaos Enchantment, I believe yes. it's called. Can you remind us what the yeah. Chaos Enchantment does? I forget what the percentage is, but there's a a, a good percentage of, of hitting with any one of the three main... Uh, you know, fire, shock, and and frost, uh, and a reduction in stamina. I think I can't remember. I'd have to look look it up. But it's a it's a very effective enchantment. Yeah, I, I enjoy it too. I like uh, smacking someone and seeing them catch fire, and then smack them again, seeing them get frosty, and then smack them again, yeah. see them turn purple from the electric shock. Yeah, I've got mine applied to an ebony warhammer right now. Got it. Uh, there's a million ebony warhammers in there. There's only one cudgel. <laughs> it's, it's so so pretty. It is. You're you're, you're right. You're not you're not incorrect. But it's a slow weapon. Uh, um, Slice prefers the sword. Yeah. It's faster. Yeah. So. Uh, plus, you but you wouldn't a you wouldn't waste the chain. long hammer by applying it to the long hammer then. No, because then elemental fury won't work on it. Yeah. No, that's that's a great idea. In fact, that's that's true. Yeah. So the long hammer swings faster anyway, but when you apply the elemental fury to it, then you basically you're swinging a, a dagger's speed. It, it's it's hilariously funny. I always go into three person mode, and uh, third person <laughs> view, and then you, he just swinging around. He looks like a complete nutter, like he's trying to chop down wood. <laughs> Brilliant. Very nice. Uh, so speaking of other interesting uh, weapons or tools in the game, we will move on to our next quest, an axe to find, which I incorrectly thought was an axe to grind for some reason when I was writing up the schedule. Yeah, but and Victor got old dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an axe to find, gentlemen. Uh, what, what's going on with this axe, Victor? Uh, well, uh, one of the first people that you meet in Raven Rock is is um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, the guy with the you know Glover. Thank you, Glover Mallory. Um, and uh, so he uh, casually mentions that uh, he might have um, obtained this um, uh, pickaxe from. A place somewhere, um, and he's uh, clearly some sort of shady deal. But it's gone, and uh, an old man, uh, Crescius Carilius, uh, seems to have either lost it or won't give it back. And he, uh, Glover, <coughs> asks you to retrieve his uh, ancient Nordic pickaxe from Crescius. Uh, so you need to find Crescius. That's the... Uh, uh, and find the axe. Colin, do you have any exciting adventures looking for this axe? Um, yeah, I... When I walk into... I was uh, He was a miner, this Crescius Corellia, so I went into the mine to try and find him. I thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> nice um, place to start. Uh, I went into the mine, and he was standing there talking to um, Dark Elf Lydia. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same place. Like, oh, hi, Lydia. That's uh, so nice makeup you got on there. That's uh, true, it is. You look it? a little yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, and then you find out that uh, Crescius Corellius uh, wants to go back down into the mine, which is very dangerous for somebody as decrepit as him. An so, 80-year-old uh, ex-miner shouldn't be adventuring down there. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> no, let my, uh, let my 60-year-old ass go down there and <laughs> <laughs> search around to try and find uh, your dead ancestor, which probably isn't there. Uh, I have no idea why uh, Gonval went down there uh, looking for his old ancestor, but he did. Yeah, that seems unusually helpful for Gunvar. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a struggle to find out the reasons why he does anything. But, uh, I'll work something <laughs> out. Did you get Crushes to give you the axe, and uh, did you manage to get it back to Glover? Uh, well, with uh, every single... Uh, perk in the speech tree and a hundred of the birds who damn fucking right about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just said give it to me old man before I crack you over the skull with it <laughs> and he handed it over uh, mind you on my way to Windhelm to board the boat I got met by a thief went to intimidate nothing really nothing didn't intimidate didn't take nothing I knew it I knew it I spent all those perks I spent all that time getting up to 100 in speech and nothing you could have that's so funny uh, funny I was just about to say like isn't it great having your speech at 100 everyone pays attention to you and you just can tell people what to do and they don't give you any back talk but I guess not jeez you found a a thief with a higher speech perk than us yeah well I had I had the um, I can't remember the name of it the uh, the amulet of articulation there it is from the thieves guild I was wearing that uh, I was wearing that at the time as well. Still nothing. What? Wow. That's so you tried to thief. intimidate over instead of persuading that that you know you didn't. The persuade option is: uh, Do I look like I have anything valuable or whatever it is? Uh, that didn't work either. Uh, I won't try that. He's Dunbar uh, Oaken. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Dunbar. Gunvar seems more like an intimidator than a persuader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, like, good point. Point taken. Yeah, and he's the leader of the thieves guild as uh, the, the guild thief master, so he ain't going to yeah. persuade. He's not going to talk him into anything. He's just going to that and then gladly kill him. <laughs> That's great. I think if he did intimidate him and the guy was started running away, he'd kill him just on sheer principle for stopping him while he was on the road. How Makes dare sense. you waste my time! So uh, what happens when you get the axe and uh, you take it back to Glover? What what proceeded after that? Uh, what do you mean? What what Glover says to you? Yeah. What are, what are the options there? Well, no, Glover just turned around and goes off. Oh, that was. Yeah, I just wanted the old man to to know that you shouldn't take things off of other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice of him? The jerk sends you in there, goes on an errand, and you run the errand for him, and it turns out he just wanted to backtalk the old man to teach him a lesson. He didn't even actually want the damn axe back. Uh, I mean, he gives it to you because you're going to need it to be able to mine Stalrim. Yeah. Uh, but, the, I mean, the thing is, is that he is a thief. He's in the Thieves' Guild. And he's like, yes. oh, teach that old man not to sort of let you know. And that is originally why he sends you to do it, because he doesn't want to have to involve the captain's guard, because he himself is uh, a little bit on the dirty side of the law. Just a little. Yeah. And so there's a different couple of different dialogue options you get, but uh, I just always... I think there was one where you can get gold instead of the axe, 
Is that true? But I think you would want to keep the axe because if you want to stall room anywhere or if you want to get to... They hide lots of stuff behind, you know, secret passages behind stall room walls and stuff. So I think you would want to keep the axe. Is there some sort of option there where you don't keep the axe? I've never taken it. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I always, I always end up with the axe, but... As I was reading up on this mission, it seemed like there was some option where you got gold instead, and I was like, well, who would huh. do that? That mean, that would eliminate... Uh, either that would mean that they would have to spawn a, a different source for the the ancient Nordic axe, or... Yeah, I suppose if you didn't want any... I'm sorry, go ahead, Colin. No, is there another one, Colin? Yeah, there is, but I can't remember where I found it, but I just found it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. there is another one. I mean, I, I, I don't... For, personally, on, at least on this playthrough, I don't really give a shit about stall room so uh, <laughs> you know uh, and I, you say there's there's um, uh, secret passages behind I, I don't where where are those I, all I remember are just uh, skeletons behind the stall room is there a there's, spot where you, you well, have to get especially when you're looking for the I think it's the death brand armor oh right of course yes I forgot there's a hall Behind yeah. a secret passage where you chip out all the um, the Is that the one with all the gold in it or something? Yeah, like that's that? the one yeah, where you can get yeah. like five thousand okay. gold from one yeah. dungeon. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the only one I can think of off of hand, but there there like, is at least one secret passage that you need the the axe to get to. So I, I should hang on to the ancient Nordic pickaxe, and I should not have sold that Elder Scroll either, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I, well. I, I definitely sold that Elder Scroll before the last mission. I was like, oh, fuck, I hope I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, oops. Oh, but but I also thought, oh, well, the game wouldn't let me sell it if I needed to use it again anyway. It's usually pretty good about not letting you get rid of stuff that you need to use in the future. Oh, well, as long as you can buy it back, I guess the game... Yeah, that's also something I didn't think of, yeah. yeah. It sold it to yeah. Aura Grub or whatever his name is up in... Yeah. in yeah. The, in the college there, the book guy. But yeah, so that's basically wraps up an axe to find you. Uh, talk to the blacksmith there in Raven Rock. He tells you to go find the pickaxe from uh, an old miner. So you go over to the mine and you grab the axe and you bring it back and you get to keep the axe. And the special axe will let you, it's the hardest substance that will let you actually chip away at stall rim. Uh, Colin, can you remind us what stall rim is? Uh, it's enchanted ice. Um, apparently, if you enchant it with resist frost, it, it makes resist frost even more stronger because it naturally has uh, resist frost properties. And it's as tough as ebony, and you need the ebony perk to be able to smith it. Very nice. I think. Is it, go ahead. No, no. I was just saying, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, it's seven. It's pretty sure it's seven. Yeah, sounds pretty good. For an axe to find, that's a pretty quick little uh, mission there, and that'll bring us into a more lengthy mission that we started to get into a little bit called the Final Descent. Colin, do you have a uh, brief recollection? What was the Final Descent about? Uh, the Final Descent is... Cause I, I just went straight into that. I didn't go back with the axe, so I'll carry on going. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so, I um, yeah, Chris's Corellius uh, lets you know that uh, he believes that the East Empire Company is lying to everybody, and that the ebony mine is still worthwhile because he found something, uh, an old diary of his great grandfather, and he wants to go down in the mine, but his missus won't let him because <laughs> she's a good missus. 
<laughs> and uh, he asks you to go and do it for no apparent reason whatsoever because he gives you some serious slip when you walk in and talk to him. Um, but then he turns nice and asks you to go downstairs. Uh, and then you do. And you travel through and then you find, for some reason, a Nordic ruin on Solstheim. <laughs> uh, and you travel through um, all these Nordic ruins... Um, which every single one of them, apart from one, was a Druga Death Lord, and oh yeah, there were like tons of them in there. Yeah, uh, in one room in particular, but uh, it's all right. I had to disarm, shout. So I had them all lined up. I took four of them out in a row, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that was funny because then they just punch you. They don't go and pick it up for some reason. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um. So, yeah, then you travel through and then you find that um, he fell, he didn't fall to his death, but he got, he fell down into a, a cavern which had a special door to the outback of the Nordic Ruin that you needed a special weapon to be able to get through. And if you use a power move, it releases a energy bolt that will damage your weapon, but you've got to use... Uh, he couldn't do it because he was injured slightly, and every time he tried to do a power move, it uh, it aggravated his injury and then killed him in the end. Poor Gratian. Yeah, it's a good quest. I, I I've never actually until this playthrough with Slythe, who who is uh, uh, you know uses two hand. Uh, I hadn't really appreciated the blood scar blade. Uh, it's it's quite a powerful weapon. I've never actually uh, used it out in the field. Do, do you have you yeah. taken it around and used it on enemies and stuff? Oh yeah, totally. I smithed it up a little bit. Um, and uh, it, is it an uh, ebony blade, or what do you use yes. to smith it up? Ebony. Okay, yeah, it's an ebony blade. Yeah, and it, and it continues to spit out that that uh, uh, energy bolt, which does actually do some damage. What is it? Fire damage or what kind of damage does it do? I don't know, honestly. You know, I, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to that. And it is it something shock, that but, you have uh, to recharge with a soul gem, or does it always have no? An I don't believe so. Power? I think well, it's, that's useful. It's that's permanent. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never actually used it, but it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And uh, it's a two-handed blade, right? If I remember, it is. Yeah, uh, even used it to kill a dragon. Oh wow! Uh, oh, nice. It was a low-level dragon, but. Uh, yeah, that was after I left. I, I finished all the stuff and came back to, to Skyrim for some adventuring and, and uh, went and killed a dragon. Oh, very nice. I, I was, I was um, lucky enough that I ran into a dragon on Solstein before I, I finished off Dragonborn. So uh, Merrick oh, wow. didn't, didn't, uh, didn't get the soul from him, and that was... Uh, ha yeah, an ancient dragon. So I was going to ask, was it a what kind of dragon? Ancient dragon. Have you seen a serpentine dragon yet? No, no, he's uh, on the mountain, isn't he? Yeah, uh, they, they I haven't seen one yet either. I didn't know what caused those guys to start flying around. I think there's one on, on like I think he's up in one of the mountains. He's up there, and he for some uh, he's fighting all the Drogor up there on one of the mountains where you get one of the words, I think. Huh. Oh, is that a Serpentine Dragon? That, yeah, that's that's near the... Um, uh, it's not that far from Karstag's that's fortress it, yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I like the way those Serpentine Dragons look. Kind of look yeah. like the... What were they called? The Nazgul or whatever from the... Yes, actually, Lord you're right. Of the they Rings do. a little bit. Yeah. 
they don't have any fins or ears or any scales around the head, so they have like a nice sleek looking neck. And yeah, everything. kind of creepy looking. So after we find uh, Gratian's uh, remains, we grab a key of some sort and his blade, and we unlock the door. We go through the the, the door puzzle there. And uh, what's on the other side of that door, gentlemen? Well, whole mess of traps. Whole mess of traps. Yeah, there's a curved hallway, and I think three or four swinging acts per segment of the hallway. Yeah. And you, I booked down there, you know, taking my time to time everything out and get past everything. But my stupid follower just got whacked at every <laughs> juncture. It took him so long to catch up with me once I got to the end. Can you so shut them you get, off at the end? Yeah, I believe. Um, oh, I don't know if you can. I don't know why I would have waited for him otherwise. There's, is there another door at the end of that hallway? There is another door, but there's also a chain, so you can turn the traps off. Yeah, I didn't pay any attention because I was going through alone. So. Yeah. yeah, so I should have probably just turned that off. Probably just took too much enjoyment out of seeing him take a knee every <laughs> four steps. Uh, but once you get past the axes, there's one final chamber at the end where you find a very nice gentleman by the name of Zacrisos. Yes. Zacrisos whooped my ass, gentlemen. Really? He was very tough, I thought. Uh, Did you guys uh, have a, a fun time with Mr. Zacrisos, the uh, dragon priest? Uh, Gonval was laughing his ass off at him because <laughs> he had the necklace of grounding on. Uh, but he also has the 100 perk in alteration as well, which allows you to absorb 30 points from um, attacking spells. Oh, nice. Oh. That would be very useful here. So I just continuously was blasting him with fireballs because he's undead. Uh, and then when I run out of magicka, he would hit me with the, um, the master... Um, shock spell, you know that one that mm-hmm. blasts right through the center, and that would charge up all my magicka. That's very <laughs> nice. And what is, you mentioned the uh, the necklace of grounding. Can you remind us about that? Uh, that's seventy uh, percent resistant to shock spells. Oh, very nice. Uh, I I bought that in Radiant Raymond as well. That's the place to be. I need to go check out the shop. So it sounded like you planned well. You planned well knowing that Zacrisos would be using lots of um, shock magic against you. I, on the other I, hand, I, I, go I ahead. I them all. I've oh, got, at all uh, times? Necklace. Yeah. yeah, I've got a necklace of um, magic. No, no, I've got a necklace of nullification, which is <laughs> the 22% resistant to magic. That one was like nearly 2,000 septums, I think. Wow. Right? And uh, I've got a ring of uh, magic abatement, which is 20%. Uh, I can't find... I haven't been able... But I can't find any... Uh, I need peerless destruction. And I, all I can find is one ring of eminent destruction. That's it. I can't find any necklaces <laughs> or uh, armor of um, peerless destruction. Is that something that just appears after you level up to a certain extent? Well, I'm level 76, so I better show up so You should have peerless and everything. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're much higher leveled than me. You've, you've been increasing 
all your levels. See, I uh, have only been concentrating in those three damn schools that, and the skill schools that we have, so I, I'm still hanging back behind. I see my character, I forget what, is a level still just a 47. I still haven't gotten yeah. above 50 even yet. I'm not too far past yet. I'm only at 53, so... Yeah. Well, in, in, order to have, in order to level up well, you have to actually have a well-diversified background in all these different schools. That's how you get leveled up to the higher levels, but if you yeah, just keep concentrating in the same three things like I have been doing, then you don't level up as much. I need to start branching out with this character, it looks like. Yeah. No, get off the bad. two-handed, get, get start doing some one-handed and uh, maybe yeah. some light armor and stuff like that. No, I've been... Um, I, I mean, I don't have a family and I don't have uh, a missus, and I've been off <laughs> for this week as well, so I can, <laughs> I can spend hours and hours just, like, messing around playing games. <laughs> I don't have any responsibilities, so that's how I've been able to live. I, th- I thought for a second there I thought you were talking about Endgame. I was like, yes, you do have a spouse. You do have two kids, Colin. What do you t- <laughs> it's your poor family off of Lakeview Manor. Yes, but uh, yeah, I definitely need to diversify my portfolio a little bit. Get out there and start start leveling up in other schools to just level up my character overall. Yeah, I should too. But it took me a couple tries with Zacrisos. Um, he is, again is a, a very well concentrated in the shock school. He's got I think master level shock spells and his mask. I forget exactly what the perks are, but. Uh, I believe it's probably a resistance to shock, I would bet. Yeah, it is, yeah. 50% resistance to shock. And, That's a large percent. And you got uh, 25% extra damage with your shock spells. Oh, wow. 25% extra damage. That's nice. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good mask. But behind Zacrisos, after mm-hmm. you finally dispatch with him, there is a word wall um, also in this chamber. And it is the dragon aspect shout. What uh, do you guys recall? Oh. What dragon aspect does for you? Uh, yeah, lets you call upon the aspect of the dragon dragon once a day, and uh, it adds buffs to your armor, uh, adds buffs to your attacks, and it, it buffs uh, your shouts as well. And it only is allowed once a day, which I thought was interesting. So that makes it more like one of your powers instead of a, a shout. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was reading up on it a little bit, and I thought it was interesting that once you have two words of Dragon Aspect, once your health dips below 50%, mm. it lets you summon an ancient Dragonborn to come to your side to help fight for you. It comes. He mm. comes automatically, yeah. Yeah, just you don't have to do anything. Just when your health drops below fifty percent, he'll pop out and once start a day start or, or always. Well, you can uh, only you can only call the power or the shout once a day. Yeah, so it only once happens day, when okay, you have the sorry. shout engaged. No, you said it happened automatically, so I would. I would shout, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Automatically, when the shout is, you don't you uh, meaning meaning you don't have to hit an extra button to have him pop up. He just pops up after you've done the shout, and your health dips below fifty percent. I've never actually done that, uh, so that's something I will try to look into uh, while we're running around on Souls Time, see if I can get an ancient dragonborn to pop out and come to my side. Uh, there's also yet another little fun thing to do when you're down here in this chamber. Actually, it's a little side shoot off to this chamber, and this is the last part of our questing for this episode. Uh, gentlemen, did you find the Winds of Change Black Book? 
Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. What happens here when you pick open this book, Victor? Well, uh, it's the first of the, at least in, in this playthrough, the first of the black books that you find, and, and they are essentially gateways to Apocrypha, which is the domain of Hermaeus Mora, um, who is the, uh, he is the lord of knowledge, I guess. Um, so you read the book, and it transports you to Apocrypha, and you are required to make your way through some puzzles and past a few, uh, what are those? Uh, seekers, they're called. No. Yeah. Seekers, and then what's the other one, the Lurker? Yeah, yeah, the, the Lurker's yeah, the okay. big guy. So, yeah. Uh, so there's there's two or three Seekers and, and one Lurker to, to make it through, and you get to the end, and you are allowed to read the book, The Winds of Change, and it provides you with three options. Um, and... I can only remember the one I chose, which is the uh, the um, the one that involves the opposite sex. The other two didn't really seem like they were worth much, um, and I'm desperately clicking. Through no, you're <laughs> fine. Trying, we have, we have you're describing uh, the lover's insight. Yeah, that's which it. you okay. give ten percent more damage to the opposite sex when you're attacking them. Or you get 10% better prices when you're buying or bartering with them. That's right, yeah. Okay. So that was yeah, the one you chose. That's interesting. Yeah, instead of uh, the other two are Companion's Insight and Scholar's Insight. Um, the, the, the Scholar's Insight, reading the skill books, uh, they're so somewhat random. And besides, I'm way up in levels now at this point. It doesn't didn't really seem like it was worth... Um, although these are you, you can change your selection at any time by reading the book and going back to to that uh, section of apocrypha. So I suppose uh, if you if you knew you were about to read a skill book, you could go back and and do that. I, so I, I, you I, can take the black book with you, and before you open a skill book each time, you can open up that book and switch it over to the scholars. I don't think inside. you can get rid of them. Can you? Once they're in your inventory, can, can you actually put them on a bookshelf somewhere? Or I don't know. They, they have a value of 2000 so I wouldn't mind selling the bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been able, been able to get rid of them. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. once you get it into your inventory, it looks like it's there for good. But that's good to know. That's kind of a, a good philosophy. If you know that you're about to read a skill book, yeah, which is usually indicated by... It doesn't? It, it only works on Soulstone. Oh, only on Solstheim. Oh. oh, oh, really? You can't read the black books uh, when you're in Skyrim. I've never tried, so I. It comes up uh, of like you know you feel a rumble or something like because I used to get a rumble through the um, the controller and you sense something is wrong or something like that. I think. So I'm having I'm still having trouble with my restoration getting that up to 100. I'm still let's see I'm still only level 56 for my restoration, which was one of my three attributes that I was assigned to get to 100. So I was thinking, ooh, maybe I'll just open up the black book and and activate the scholar's insight every time before uh, going out and looking for all the restoration skill books. But that's no good. Can you activate the scholar's insight on Solstheim time, and then go out and find all the skill books in yeah. Skyrim? Yeah. Okay. It's so a permanent the, effect, yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, I went I took the companions one, the one we I also did. What happens with the companions insight? Uh, you, 
you don't do any damage to your companion with your shout, <coughs> with your attacks, your just your spells, anything. You, do, you don't do any damage to him. Yes, and I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that we both like to use war hammers and up close <laughs> melee attacks. <laughs> yeah, well, also seen as um, what's his name, uh, Aethys has killed me twice. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, it's because I've been blasting people with fireballs, and then halfway through it, uh, it comes up. Your follower has left your service, and then he attacks me and kills me. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damage your your follower one yeah, too many times. I, I, they turn on you. Yeah, I think it's um, oh, is it? Uh, I don't think your house calls do it, but I I do know I do know Aethys does it. Yeah. Well, I um have definitely accidentally killed a couple followers already. Um, on my third follower, Ogle, he is an orc. And so I kind of like Ogle, so I wanted to keep him around for a little while longer, so I went ahead and I also activated the Companion's Insight, which again lets you do no damage to your followers. And I haven't picked up a, a new Frost Troll in a while, because they keep dropping like flies. I, went, I had at least 15 of them already. So now that I have the Companion's Insight activated, I'm thinking I might go pick up another troll to see, uh, make sure that I don't kill him again and again and again. Yeah, I lost three. They, they, they aren't very powerful. Are They're they? not. I imagine that troll... <laughs> Granted, when you go up against a troll, at least early in the game, those guys are so tough. I would avoid them early on in playthroughs. Just because they are extremely tough, but uh, it seems like when they follow you around, they're just kind of weenies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I guess it says something about my personality that I didn't give a damn about my followers. So <laughs> well, you didn't even bring one with you to Soul's Time. You're just well, that's a, true, yeah. you're a loner out on the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was it? Uh, I was up against a um, was a vindicator. Uh, yeah, a lurker vindicator, uh, but. Ooh. What's his name? Hermaeus Mora. He could give Gonvar lessons on arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when true. You get there, he was like, see, I told you you'd be back. Uh, it just <laughs> gives you all this crap. And it was like, yeah. oh, dude. Can't be Can you guys describe the uh, Apocrypha a little bit? We didn't say what it was, really. It's We said that it's the world of Hermaeus Mora. What? It's kind of a different plane. What kind of a feeling do you guys get from this area? Well, it, I mean, it's a it's the plane of oblivion where where all essentially all knowledge is stored, isn't it? It's it's like the you know, it, I think it's actually of of the uh, other world places that you go in in Skyrim, uh, including the Soul Cairn. Uh, I think Apocrypha is the coolest of them all. I, I don't like the Soul Cairn a whole lot. Um, but Apocrypha is a very cool place. Yeah, I really like it. It definitely, everything has a sort of a, a dark green, brownish hue to it. it. And like there's, it looks like the walls are constructed out of piles of old books that have been sitting there for mm -hmm. thousands of years. You turn a corner and there's look like it looks like a little tornado spinning around, but then you realize it's pages of a book. So everything this yeah. is obviously the the plane of knowledge of Hermaeus Mora. And so everything is of course brought back to books because in this world knowledge is gained through books and books um, do all the teaching in Skyrim. 
So uh, it just everything is based around books and um, all the archways and and the scries. Is that how you pronounce that word? That's like I believe so. Yeah. Uh, three like little uh, uh, like prongs going up with a with a little tiny pearl of light, and you touch the pearl and it drops down, and then the fingers close on it, and then that'll open up a, a door that'll let you into the next area. And then there's the black pools that are sitting around every time that you go around a corner. There's like a black pool. And then the first time I went to Apocrypha, I was like, oh, wow, that's a cute little black pool. What's happened in there? <laughs> black tentacle comes out and whips you in the ass a few times. And, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, it's a very interesting world. And there's all sorts of bridges, curled up bridges and stuff. And you touch one of these scries and a bridge will curl out and a platform will move and... It's just a very interesting world. I, I, well, how do you feel yeah. about it, Colin? What do you What do you like about the apocrypha? I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, I uh, dislike it. Uh, yeah, no, I I hate apocrypha um, uh, as a character. I mean, obviously, looking back at it from here, uh, they went to town on that. That is amazing of what could do it, but trying to get through it, trying to navigate Apocrypha is horrible. Yes. Uh, you, know, you have to run, and then you've got certain areas where they have the, the light, where if you're not in the light, then it damages mm. you. Yeah. So yeah, there's like black smoke in some of the places that'll suck your life out. Uh, you, you fall into that, you get poison damage from, like, you know, that if you go into that lake area type thing, you get poison damage from it or something like that. And Then you got the Seekers. Like, you oh, know, the Seekers are cool. They shoot magic at you that does no harm to you whatsoever so you pop out from behind your stack of books to hit him and then they shoot you with a different spell and that takes like three quarters <laughs> your health <laughs> yeah they yes. got two different kinds that are awesome i kind of think they yeah, look you like figure out which one to kill too I've, yeah how would you describe their physical appearance because i think they're really neat if you like take a uh maybe like a horseshoe crab and stand it up on end and put some like yoda cloaks on it or something <laughs> It's really weird-looking monsters, but I think they're really neat-looking. Yeah, kind of, I don't know, Cthulhu-esque. Um, I don't know. And you ran into a leveled lurker, you said, Colin? What what lurker did you run into? Uh, a vindicator. A vindicator. Huh. Yeah, they, I like the lurkers. They're, they're more of a humanoid form, but it looks like they kind of have a... Um, Maybe a piranha face, sort of, <laughs> something like that. But they can like uh, vomit black tentacles at you, and all sorts of crazy stuff. I, I really like the apocrypha. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah, too. Well, gentlemen, uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention about our adventures, the uh, four adventures we went through today? No, I think we covered. We played quite, uh, uh, Dragonborn, March of the Dead, an axe to find, and the Final Descent. And within the Final Descent, we found the Black Book Winds of Change, and uh, played through that as well. Oh, and when we finished, um, what was it doing? Oh, is it the Final Descent? Got like twenty thousand pound or twenty thousand septums for that. I can't believe that. Did we really? Where did we find that? You didn't, you got it as reward for when you got back to... Oh, no, sorry, you get that from doing Fort Frostmouth, sorry. Once you kill him, then uh, you go back and, what's his name, Velas gives you like 20,000 septums. Wow. Well, I don't know if I've visited Velas since I've done 
Um, that makes you know what? That's what you need to do right before going to Rallis or whatever that dude's name is. Before you have to do <laughs> good point. Invest yeah. with him fifteen times or whatever. Yeah, and then he gives you was it um, some more money for something else? Uh, I think it was the finding you know the um, the Sujama or whatever it is in the barrel. Oh. oh. Yeah. That right. alcohol? What? What is Sujama? Isn't it kind of a, a brew of wine or beer or something? Yeah, it's Ember Brand, I think he called it. Okay. And uh, yeah, is that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Though. I was. No, I was going to ask: Is that one of the quests we're going to do, or is that a side quest that we can do at any time? Because I've already picked that up. Yeah, it was the misca. It was in the miscellaneous, so I didn't think it was going to be in the main quest line. Okay. Yeah, I didn't look through the. The schedule all the way to the end. So, um, what was the um, quest given called? What was it entitled? Well, the owner of the Ratcheting Netch gives you a, a quest to to sell sell his pajama around the island, uh, uh, you know, to people so that they'll all realize what wonderful pajama it is and and uh, want to buy more. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about the one that Veloth gives you. He says that his guys oh. are. Um, Drinking this stuff called Ember Brand, and it's um, and you have to go find it and destroy the source or whatever. Yeah, they've hidden it somewhere, and he tells you, "Oh, they're they're not, they're too smart to hide it on the bulwark," which gives you a really big clue about where it is. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and once black, you find black, it, black. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he just gives you this quest in that his guards have been drinking this stuff and have been falling asleep on the job, so if you can find it, it'd be a great help. So, And then he gives oh, you, I'm like, sure uh, it, he gives you, like, 2,000 or something like that, uh, septums, just for finding some stuff, bottles in a barrel. Wow. Nice. Does that have a, a name, Colin, or is that just a miscellaneous quest? It is a miscellaneous quest, yeah, and Mickey... Okay, yeah, so uh, you can feel free to do that one. And Victor, the one you were talking about, does that have a name, or is that also a miscellaneous quest? It must be a miscellaneous. I don't. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember. I think it's just yeah, sell sell the pajama for uh, uh, again. I can't remember his the owner's name, but uh, yeah. well, uh, the only ones I included in the schedule were all named quests. So they, okay. they they're either for the Miroc. Or there can be side quests as well, as well, but they're only named quests. So all the miscellaneous ones that just say, oh, go find this or that. That's Feel free to go ahead and fill in all the, the, the miscellaneous stuff. Oh, I see. Well, now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm just looking at USP and, and the locate a hidden stash of Ember Brand uh, is a named quest. Well, what is it called? It's called Recipe for Distraction. And, and also, it's, so is the uh, Sadri Sajama. It's, uh, it's all in the taste, is, is that one. So maybe uh, these aren't... Well, no, they, they uh, are. They're miscellaneous. I'm looking they at are, the schedule, they, and I don't see those. Okay, so they, they are classified as, 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 uh, as miscellaneous. Okay. I think you're fine with those. Okay. I'm just excited to get to the summoning car stag. <laughs> I mean that's not for a few few more episodes yet, but I'd never actually fought him my first playthrough on Soul's Time. I've tried to kill him many times and always failed. So 
Um, just a fair warning, um, Unearthed, which is the quest where you have to invest in the mine and then come back and invest again and come back, and it takes a lot of time. That is all lumped in into the last episode, so if you want to start that one and just not do the final step of it until the last episode, feel free, because the, you know you do have to wait a certain amount of days, maybe weeks in between investments. Yeah, that's so why I already to, started it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. fine to go ahead and, and do like a step of that per episode or whatever if yeah. you want. Just leave the last step of it, I guess. Yeah, I already started it too. Um, yeah, that's fine. I, I love free. how he, I love how he starts scaring the courier. The courier turns up. Uh, I, I'm not going <laughs> to do right. this no more. <laughs> yeah, that's to scare me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, looking at the schedule, we've got uh, another five episodes on Solstein to go. So um, this looks like it uh, should be okay so far. Um, the quests. I don't know. We'll see what we get. Hopefully, the 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 flow of the game, like Colin said, he kind of started over once just because the flow didn't seem quite right. I'm I'm sure you'll uh, run into that again. Just by the way, I've organized everything here. But no, no, it's fine. It's just um, was it when I got there, I wanted to carry on, and then I was like, oh no, wait. It, I then I had to go like go back. It was just it was just a little sort of like you know thing with the way my f- story flows. If it doesn't flow right, then I have to go back and do it again. Even yeah. if I've done something and it's completely perfect and I didn't die, I was like, oh, well, I, I didn't like the way that book fell on the floor, so I'm going to go back and redo the entire book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. But yeah, just take a look ahead and, you know, if something seems weird like that, then, you know, just put that the last thing you do or however you want to organize it so that it feels right for your character. That's cool. And uh, anything else, gentlemen, before I launch into the closing material? Nope. Again, it was a pleasure to podcast with you. I always enjoy our times here on these Saturday afternoon or Saturday late night there for Colin. Absolutely. Um, again, Colin, thank you for staying up and um, joining us. I know that over in the UK you're a good deal later than us. And uh, right. we appreciate you staying up and uh, podcasting with us. Yeah, right. Always a staying up and playing another six hours of Skyrim more than likely. <laughs> hey, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got tomorrow Have tomorrow off, so I'm 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 looking forward to a nice marathon myself. Yeah, that's great. Well, enjoy yourselves, gentlemen, and I'll just give you a reminder here that on Saturday, October eighteenth at five p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, we will be doing our next batch of four quests. They will be number five, served cold. Number six, Roldolf's house. That is H R O D U L F apostrophe S Roldolf's house. And then number seven, we mentioned this one earlier in the episode, Chief of Thirsk Hall. Or retaking Thirsk, depending on which way you play that that particular adventure, will determine which quest of the two that you're playing. And number eight will be the continuation of the Mirak quest. It's entitled The Temple of Mirak. And within the Temple of Mirak, you will find the black book Waking Dreams. So you'll also need to play the Waking Dreams quest. Again, that's Served Cold, Roldoff's House, Chief of Thirsk Call, or Retaking Thirsk. And Temple of Mirak within Waking Dreams. So that'll be our next quest on Saturday, October 18th at 5 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. 
could you both please just give us your name, your character's name, and uh, do any plugs or anything that you would like to tell us about, gentlemen? I am uh, Victor. Uh, my character's name is Slyth Aaron. Um, I have no plugs. Just uh, listen to the next episode. <laughs> uh, hi, my name's uh, Colin. My character's name is Gonvar Oakenmaster, uh, and me neither. <laughs> oh. Well, I again thank you both very much for coming. You both... Uh, also get the Perfect Attendance Award, because you're the only two who continuously show up, and I appreciate that. I've heard next episode that Brian will be joining us again, and I look Yay. forward to that. Brian adds a lot of, of good energy and humor to the show. Absolutely. And hopefully we can get Juan to come back, and uh, maybe Kathleen will poke her head in again. So hopefully we can get a few more folks back here on the show with us. Or Those maybe our, 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 our new... Um, participant Brady Speed, I believe his name was. Brady, if you'd like to jump in and join us, uh, we always welcome newbies to the podcast. It'd be great to hear your voice and uh, get your viewpoint on what's going on in Souls Time. Uh, if you please follow a Skyrim addict that is at a Skyrim addict on Twitter, we'd greatly appreciate it. And please join the Facebook group. There's always plenty of lively, good uh, Skyrim discussion happening over there on the Facebook group. And please, if you do, upload a picture of your new character with the hashtag Skyrim Roundtable to tell us about where you're coming from. And uh, please give Skyrim Addict five-star review on iTunes. We always greatly appreciate it. Um, send any play-along feedback to SkyrimRoundtable at gmail.com so Blake, our editor, can tack it on to the end of the show. And we'd like to give thanks to Mr. Dan Bull. For our theme music, he's the one who wrote the Skyrim rap theme song that we like to tack on to the beginning and the end of each show. So thanks again, Dan. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, please stay tuned for some audio feedback, a continuation of Colin's narrative story. Uh, we've always been enjoying that the last bunch of episodes. Colin, please keep up the good work. We greatly appreciate that. Here, here. Um, yes, uh, that's really good stuff. Um, you've been uh, listening to The Dragonborn uh, episode here, and we're doing um, a skirmish for Soul's time, and the second season of a Skyrim Attic podcast roundtable. I'd like to greatly thank everyone for listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate all the effort you give and feedback, and uh, we just love having listeners who will tune in and uh, you know. Give us, a, give us a word on the online every now and again, however you see fit, through Twitter or Facebook. We greatly appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And... Happy Skyrimming! I'm a celebrity, honestly. You're a wannabe. I'm a prodigy. The suggestion you're better than me at being a warrior? Ha! Comedy. It's a gift to me. I don't just spit flames lyrically, but literally. And the Elder Scrolls are scripts in which I've written your obituary. I am the Dragonborn, wearing a hat with badass horns. I'm Dovahkiina globally, you're nobody at all. Yeah, yeah, it especially makes you think a lot of your character's background and what they would say specifically instead of, you know, just reacting to stuff on a whim. Like, be like, oh, maybe I'll say this this time. No, you actually think, oh, what would Gunvar do in this scenario? And always just stick to his, you know, his bossy, throw stuff back in your face type attitude. 
Yeah, that that's um, was it. Um, was it what? Uh, there was one place where I was running from the top end of Skyrim all the way back to the other one, and uh, he was running so fast that uh, there was no way Aethys could keep up with him. He was just trying to get back as quickly as possible. And as he was running along, uh, this you know that farmer, that dark elf farmer that walked by, he goes, oh, "I'm on my way to Solitude to sign up for the Imperial Army." Well, I just kept on running, but I was like, "Wait." No, and I turned around and went back and killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A dark elf saying, Ulfric has the right of it? No. Sorry. Wait a second. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.